0: All right, another episode of the Breckening Podcast. I'm Brian Breckenridge, uh, the host, the guy that forces people to have conversations with him. Uh, I'm here with a good buddy, Seth Brown. Hey, uh, I'm Seth. Hey. Uh, cheers, sir. Yeah, cheers, brother, man. We are, of course, drinking, because that is a solid glue of our friendship. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, w- There's a reason I wanted you on this podcast, just because all the way, uh, what was, you know, to you to this day, but when I first saw you. Okay, so we, uh, first of all, let's just, uh, let's say, we are at Dr. Jekyll's Beer Lab. We are indeed. In uh, the exotic locale of Pantego, Texas. Mm -hmm. And if no one knows where Pantego is, it's literally uh, surrounded by Arlington. And kind of old, I actually think it's older than Arlington. I believe on it their is Wikipedia, as well. they act it's, like it. certainly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a reason they're like, we will never become Arlington. <laughs> we will just stay the size we are. You can have everything surrounding us. <laughs> right. But also, uh, Pantigo is uh, known for uh, being the home of the Abbott brothers of Pantera fame. Hmm? If anyone like rocks and rolls in Arlington, and they're like over forty something. Like oh yeah I hung out with Don Bag and Vinnie Paul back in the day. And, <laughs> they all did. Yeah, and you may have <laughs> ran into their crew or one of those guys at a bar, but Doctor Jekyll's uh, a awesome place. Uh So they have and you've you've worked here before. So they have amazing beer selection. Oh yeah. But what else? Like there, it's a growler was is or a growler bar.
1: Is a growler what, bar now like um, okay. For, like, 20 years, it was a brew supply store. Okay. Just brew supply or, like, beer as well? or Just brew
0: supply for okay. the longest time. And then um, – Which is some real ahead-of-the-curve shit. Like, before breweries became, like, a pet project for people – or for, like, retirees with money. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And people that aren't earnestly wanted to brew some good beer – like here is where it's like, oh you can brew this shit at home, didn't you know? Like not for volume, but for fun, and sure for yeah. having your and buddies. Make and, good
1: shit. Yeah. yeah. And uh well, two of the most prominent breweries, three, uh rest in peace, New Maine, but uh three of the most prominent breweries in the area got their start here. Okay. The yeah. brewers uh learned how that shit works, essentially. Yeah. And got their supplies until you know. Now it's kind of been corporatized a bit. Yeah.
0: Um, oh, they'll get big enough and get swallowed up by Anheuser Busch and Pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I guess it's like it's like a mate. It's like a band being like, "We got signed to RCA." I'm <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's like, is that what everybody wants to do? Is just fucking sell out? And I'm like, I get it. You don't have to worry about money. I mean, if someone yeah. wants to write me a
1: check for five million dollars for my
0: Beer recipe. Yeah. I'm not gonna say no. <laughs> yeah, which I, I get it, but but this place is it's always, so it was that, mm-hmm. and then I guess at some point they started pouring their uh, pouring beers yep. from I I guess when the I guess the brewery boom just kind of started happening like all over the country. It's just like a thing. Breweries started popping up.
1: And yeah, just, and they they've they've done a really good job staying local with it. Yeah. So because there's
0: actually some Arlington breweries. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There are. Uh division's my favorite by far. Mm-hmm. I cannot speak highly enough of them. They're they're great dudes. And they just make really good shit. Yeah. Uh legal's pretty all right. Uh, but they, they try to stay Texas. Yeah. And uh no shortage in that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, Petacolis. Okay. Out yeah. of Dallas, I believe. They're really, really good too. Uh, so yeah. We're, we're, uh, drink, we're, is, we're working on one of theirs. We're drinking Velvet
0: Hammers, which is a Texas. Right? Yeah, okay. it's Pedicolis. Okay, there you go. Yeah, all right. this
1: is their magic
0: elixir. And I got, I think I learned of this place most probably through you. My old neighbor, Ron, helped do, run some wiring here. Uh, <laughs> I know Ron. Oh yeah, uh, Ron But Tammy. then like coming up here and then seeing what a what a rad little spot this was because there's a stage. Mm-hmm. And of course, me being an idiot, that was just like, oh, I could do comedy. Like I go anywhere that has a stage, and I immediately and start scanning, you know, just kind of like, can a comedy show be executed properly here? And it, it and I thought it was. And then I approached, uh, I think it was Mary who used to work here in the kitchen, mm-hmm. uh, very granola, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> but, but that's why she was like, uh, I think they had a, no, they had a music <coughs> open mic here. And of course, as a as a locust that that comedians are, I'm just like <laughs> I think if I can sweet talk the host, or you know, you have the sweet talk, I'm just like, hey, I'm a comedian. Like, I'm I, literally, I, I can tell them the truth. I live ten minutes down the road. My buddy, you know, talking about this place. It'd be all right if I did some comedy, and of course, they're kind of you know a, a fun like music open mic, very low key like the, like these were. They're gonna be like, oh, that's a breath of fresh air. I'm pretty sure, and I got like a primed audience. That's oh, yeah. going to hear something, but they're actually going to be a real audience and they're going to be like, what a comedian's here. I got to pay attention to this. So I just go up there, just do a set that I know works. Mm-hmm. But then after I did that, Mary came up to me on the patio and she was like, she, I was already thinking what she said. She's just uh, like, you want to try to do a comedy show here? I go, it's kind of why I'm here. Dude. <laughs> and then you know, I had, a, I think I had a good run for like a year and a half of some monthly shows here. Yeah, dude, those, was,
1: those were awesome, man. They and were fun. You we brought on work. some really good, some really good folks.
0: Um, I just needed enough people here and make it a fun show.
1: Yeah. Well, shoot, uh, you brought Mo
0: out. Mo Alexander out of Memphis. Oh yeah, that was. We had to relocate from he, Sunshine, but that was, it was like a last minute thing. But still, <laughs> it was it was a baller show, and I think people had a lot of fun. But that he, he was here a couple times, right? Or um, was it just the once? I think it was here just the once. Yeah.
1: Then like uh, shoot, what's his name? Tyler Elliot mm. and uh, Brandon Davidson probably. Brandon Davidson, yeah. All, I the, mean the,
0: the Tyler, Texas package. Great dudes, but it's like you live in Tyler, might as well book them on the same show. <laughs> so yeah, they can, they can carpool. They but do no, that anyways, it, it was
1: it was a really fun time whenever y'all were doing that up here.
0: And it was, this was just one of those places that, and that's what I really have loved about this place over the years is. Like they have a stage, like we're really sitting in a corner with like couches and they have this great bar top tables over there, the stage. It's such a fun. They also have a baller patio Mm -hmm. out there. So when it's not, you know, ball sweatingly hot, you can have fun out there. There's a front patio and it's just a, it's, it's a really, it's a really cool spot. I appreciate, uh, John and Josh, uh, let us record here before they open.
1: Definite shout out to John and Josh.
0: Great, great pours. Uh, and they're like the newer owners. Uh, they bought it from whoever owned this before. I mm-hmm. guess I never really knew the owners. but
1: About a year and a half ago-ish. Okay. Oh, um, what
0: a good time to buy a business.
1: <laughs> yeah, really.
0: <laughs> but they're still alive to this day. That's right. But, uh, so that's, you know, we've obviously hung out here. Uh, that's, I, I This is a great idea of, like you you suggested recording it here and i was just like oh that yeah that makes so much sense because i that's what i like about being like a mobile podcast is we can you know kind of like not just as people i want to interview but also people let's geographically do something that's like uh benefit not beneficial but like also kind of like like,
1: yeah like uh a good spot
0: yeah that also is kind of has the link as to the relationship with the person i'm talking to like that's kind of like what I've done. Like tomorrow I'm going to go to a, a recording studio because the guy, you know, works at the recording studio. So, <laughs> so that just makes too but much not, sense. Yeah, uh,
1: exactly. Yeah. And, uh, so i so, fucking with the mic
0: a little bit. Oh, it's all
1: good.
0: Just a scotch. Is that good? Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, the dozens of people that listen won't mind, <laughs> but, uh, I first met you. So you're, you're, you're Arlington born and raised. Yep. Correct.
1: Arlington Memorial.
0: And I, uh, I lived in Arlington like 10 something years but my mom my grandma lived here my whole life and my mom lives here now and everything so I guess part of me's always kind of been in Arlington. So when I lived uh, uh, not, so at one point in time uh, I got tired of waiting tables because I was making like thirty dollars a night and that barely pays for anything. <laughs> so I was just like I need some I want to work for an hourly wage that's as low as my standards were at that time <laughs> working for tips can be cool it can also really suck and i noticed just down the street from my house they're opening up a freebirds world burrito and i was bubble. like oh that pla- oh fucking freebirds bam, 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 bam. <laughs> and i was like oh that's right down the street i could easily fucking work there i i got i got the resume right <laughs> And I, my goal there was to work there and move up to some kind of management just so I could have the word manager, Mr. Manager, on my resume, which I eventually did. Mr. But,
1: Brian Manager, man. Uh, which was... You were my favorite manager by far. Oh, cause you,
0: <laughs> because we, we worked together, but also you probably saw that I was just kind of like, oh, God damn it. What <laughs> well, did I get? What, I remember one
1: uh, day I showed up like an hour and a half late and I was like, man, I'm really, really sorry. like... Dude, don't worry about it. I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at these fucking shitheads in the kitchen here.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I, I knew. Thanks, Brian. <laughs> you you never took on the response. You never took on any responsibility that you never could follow through on. You just because you were like when we first started, you were like full time with a lot of other people. Eventually, got the other job. You're just mm-hmm. part time. And I knew Seth's gonna come in a little bit late. He's gonna be very hungover, but goddamn it, he's gonna sit there. He's just gonna roll burritos. And the customers are gonna fucking love him because that's also like a big part of of you, at least from my perspective. You're one of the most likable motherfuckers on the goddamn planet, and it's not you're not even fucking trying, and it it makes me angry even talking about it because it's just it's an innate, genetic thing with you. And like the one time I met your dad, I could be like, I see how this happened, right? And I think maybe I met your mom once, maybe at Freebirds or something, but I was just like, oh, I get it. They just, they created this. And that's, I know that's probably helped you. Throughout your life. So when we, like orientation. Sure. It was either or, like orientation at that like, uh, that, like uh, hotel Bird. convention oh, place. Oh, yeah. Or was at the, the Freebirds? Like I see this guy like walking in, long hair. I may have, I was probably trying to grow long hair at the time, which I eventually did. But I see you come in, like, who's this hippy-dippy-doo? Long hair, glasses, wearing like a tie-dye shirt, bandana. Like, <laughs> who is this? Uh, Infinite Jest writing looking motherfucker because I can't remember the author's <laughs> name off the top of my head. David. it's a three-namer <laughs> guy. But I, uh, a comic referred to you as, as the guy that wrote Infinite Jest. And if you've seen an interview with him, like, someone might think that you're trying to copy that look. But I, I don't think so. I think it's completely organic. I got you. Just yeah, to yeah. say yeah. that. David Foster Wallace. There we go.
1: Oh, Yeah. 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 yeah
0: but you're not pretentious by any means. And that guy totally fucking is. But (laughs) so I'm like, who's this guy? And I will never forget, never forget. Like when the first few things you told me, and that's where I was just like, either this guy's serious or he's full of shit. Either way, This is interesting. You said you were running for City Council of Arlington. Yep. (laughs) How did that go?
1: (laughs) So I actually got enough signatures to get my name. Oh, shit. Sorry. Oh, that's fine. I'm flirting with the mic here. I actually got enough signatures to get my name on the ballot. Okay. But my parents said, if you do this, we're no longer going to support you.
0: Like as a son?
1: (laughs) Essentially, they said, you will no longer get anything from us. Wow. And I asked them why. I was like, why is this such a big fucking deal? This is the most noble thing a citizen can do. Yeah, I'm like, this is my public service. Like This this (laughs) is my duty. And um, you're going to make a dick of yourself, and it's going to come down on everyone. Yeah. it's like, but I think I could win. And they're like, that's the problem. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wait, that you said you think you could win? That I think I could win. And you're not just doing it as a goof. Yeah,
1: they didn't yeah. think I could They didn't think I yeah. could okay. win. Yeah. I thought I could win. Oh. But they're like, Four that's the seven. problem. You're 20, I think I was like 22, 23 yeah. at the time. yeah. And um, th- the problem is you think you can do it. Gee, thanks for having so much faith in me. <laughs> you know, and they're great. Like it's I, not like I don't want to discredit I my see parents why at they all. Said
0: that because it's not like you're an Alex P. Keaton being 22 and running for city council where his parents would have been like, Oh, go at it. You know? Yeah. You, you probably already have context in the GOP, but <laughs> right. not you literally hippy dippy Seth Brown. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. It's like, you just get
1: fucking dunked on by Lana Wolf. It's right? Like <laughs> when you,
0: it's like, what are your parents? Are like, when, so when you go for a debate, are you going to dress up in a jean jacket? Like <laughs>
1: the Canadian tuxedo, are you going
0: to put on a, a a, a a dressy bandana. Yeah.
1: i bring out my formal bandana. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> your tuxedo bandana. Yeah. Folded
0: just right and looks like you have a bow tie on your forehead. <laughs> but that's like when, like, I guess you endeared yourself to me. Just, I was just like, this motherfucker thinks he's running for city council of Arlington. It's just mm. like, it's not like you said that and we're in Pantigo, not like Pantigo, not like a small town, like Arlington's right. fucking, Big and got some money to it. Yeah. It's, it's overshadowed by Dallas and Fort Worth, but it's it's a strong number three. We have three oh, stadiums. Yeah. Two are pl- being plated by professional sports teams. Oh yeah, like <laughs> yep. And you wanted team. to be a mover and shaker among the <laughs> power players. At twenty
1: three, fucking coked out of my mind. Yeah. Like, all
0: right. <laughs> just constantly hungover. Which it would have buses? Been, what? Like, we just need buses. <laughs> <laughs> That's my platform buses. But, but, <laughs> I think, I'm pretty sure he means the kinds with flowers on the side. One word buses, and they're and they're probably powered by hemp. <laughs> What's wrong with that man? They run on CBD. It's legal. Could uh, <laughs> could Councilman Brown please not spark up in the middle of the meeting, please? Which would have been awesome, but we also don't live inside parks and recs so.
1: Could. Councilman Brown take a lap, man. Just- <laughs>
0: but that was like amongst all the uh, and what's funny is I I meant this at the time. I yelled at some people when I was manager. But of, of, of all the burnouts that we that, that Freebirds hired for that one location, I feel any other Freebirds I've been to, I'm just like I don't. Maybe I'm witnessing them on a good day, but a part of me feels like we just had the worst possible non-management crew. <laughs> we had some cool managers. Sure. Uh, Gary was just the best kitchen guy. you could Gary ask for. was a magician. He took perversion to a, <laughs> no, no. Yeah. He took being a pervert to a whole new level of just like Gary. I never thought to look at women the way you do, but okay. Uh, I'm taking notes. <laughs> this is very interesting. Dude. I did but, the, uh,
1: I did a store opening in Oklahoma mm. city with, uh, Jekka, Yeah. Jessica. Yeah. Uh, and
0: it's like Jessica's her earth name. Jekka was her Star Wars name. Right, yeah. Barbie's is like, no one in real life is named Jekka. No. But,
1: but um And dude, that was a fucking blast. Freebirds shells out cash.
0: They really tried to expand a lot. Yeah. It, <laughs> and then the market made them contract some. Yeah, they just
1: <laughs> blew up man dude they gave us company cars to roll around in
0: oh the raft ones with the, with the logos on them. yeah right? oh
1: yeah and uh dude i was rocking around oklahoma city with a per diem mm. uh so you remember the quote-unquote orange cappers yeah yeah uh so i was I Remember
0: one of ours was uh i saw juggalo tattoos on her i was oh, just like god i remember i think yes Reaper, does it I get all respect to the jugglos out there. And especially the ones that, you know, go uh, let's are, give a are, hearty whoop whoop.
1: Whoop whoop. Whoop whoop.
0: But also and she was going, oh, <laughs> I get it, but it's just it's always just kinda like, man, you found a job where you can openly wrap your juggle your your hatchet man <laughs> right. tattoos <respect."> Your juggalette. <laughs> yeah. No, actually they've uh, being the very like I don't they're not even trying, but the juggalo culture is insanely progressive. They are. But that's, they're not even trying, which makes him, that, which makes me respect that uh, everyone, there's no longer juggalo, juggalette. Everyone's a juggalo. Yeah. And I'm just like, let's go. That's awesome. And like, I think there's this kind of like, you know what? We don't need to differentiate. And also, uh, you know, you know, uh, the, you know, trans rights is becoming a thing. And there's, probably with jugglos, who knows if someone's trans or not like you know with, with <laughs> Dude, you're, you're an icp show you're like you're lucky to be like that is a <laughs> that is a male like you know just a straight a straight male like you're lucky to figure that out but <laughs> i think they're kind of like guys everyone people are identifying we have people that identify as just clowns and nothing else like let's just call everyone a juggalo that makes it a lot easier and you know so yeah uh, I like you know I don't like the music at all by any degree. Not even. But damn it! If they're not more punk rock than punk rock, <laughs> yes, that's why yeah. that I will always respect. But anyways, yeah, love so, the spirit. Yeah. So nothing against uh, Juggalos trying to work up the corporate chain. <laughs> but uh,
1: uh, if I can reel it back into yes, yes, yes. Uh, Freebirds, yes. hangs man. They're like when we do the store opening in Oklahoma. They basically took out an entire hotel for us. Wow. Yeah. And we got a $20 a day per diem, but we ate at the store. So then we just hit the liquor store with the 20 bucks. There's going to be a whole generation of Freebirds babies born. Dude, everyone was just going crazy up there, man. Like thanks for the party I wish I got paid more than 750 <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> but dude it was it was a lit time and I I, I the way I got the job are you, are,
0: wait are you trying to say you have a freebirds baby out there <laughs>
1: probably <laughs> <laughs> uh, at least
0: and it's not like you're trying to shelter so if uh, you know you're trying to live outside the grid so if, <laughs> right. maybe it's a uh, you'll meet them when you're 18 kind of a thing and, <laughs> Yo, know, maybe
1: maybe oh yeah they try to get that social work money <laughs> <laughs> um so you know how I got the job
0: yeah yeah through your uh the, through, like, your family friend or... the
1: wife of the singer of the band I was in okay yeah. she ran the uh PR department for the entire company mm-hmm. so I was like hey Annette I need a job while I'm not touring with your husband. Okay, yeah. Uh, there's a Freebirds opening in my neighborhood. Do you think I could apply there? You could give me a good word? This is a Facebook message. Oh. Okay. And she literally sent back, ha, ha 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 stay by your computer for the next hour. <laughs> like, well, I was going to be here all day. Yeah. And... I don't have a job. I, I'm not going anywhere. Yeah. Then she's... All right, go in. Just go talk to him. And I opened the door and say and I told him that I wanted to apply. They're like, Well, we're done hiring. Was like, well, Annette Beavers sent me and they all got like wide eyed. How the fuck do you know this chick? And well, I play guitar in her husband's you band. Beavers. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And uh away we go. That was like two days before we started training. Mm. Training, quote-unquote yeah. training. Yeah. But, yeah, any there's that tangent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that's where we met. And then oh, uh, that was – it was fun at times, but also uh, I just I fucking hated my time there eventually. And then, luckily, I eventually found the job. You know, uh, becoming a shift manager, and then uh, I found myself at the bar for a quick moment. After my shifts, and then I found my <laughs> salvation, right. which was my uh, my current job, uh, thankfully. Shit, shit, man. I'm just trying to adjust the. If I, oh, I'm turning it down. Never mind. Ooh, okay, sorry. There it is. Uh, so then uh, eventually, like, we parted ways, because uh, oh, also that Freebirds clothes. <laughs> right. It's like the the other one in Arlington that's been more successful over the time. Uh, yeah, you can fizzle with the knobs. Okay. No, that's the no, the second one's here. This one. Yeah, the other one, there's nothing plugged into that. Okay. Yeah.
1: Do, 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 yeah, so that's the mic. Do 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 do. Okay. Alright, that sounds fine.
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh it's a work in progress. Episode sure. five. It's a work. <laughs> but uh so you eventually uh enrolled in school.
1: I did. I did indeed. And I I stayed there for a little bit. Okay doing the social work thing
0: or some people call it study getting a degree in social work (laughs) right yeah i got two of them yeah okay yeah yeah yeah. you got one and you loved it so much you got another
1: (laughs) yeah i just really really loved being kicked in the
0: dick for (laughs) (laughs) emotionally (laughs) and mentally not physically (laughs) Well, it's not—it's <laughs> not a kinesiology. We're talking—is that the right word? Right. That's the right one, right? D- sure, it's, I think so. It's like a degree in gym. Yes, yeah. <laughs> there you go. Degree in dodgeball. Yeah. <laughs> but, um,
1: so, yeah, I uh, did my undergrad internship at a high school, which was convenient because—well, it wasn't convenient at
0: all. It was in fucking Garland. Oh God. So, yeah.
1: Fucking hell. Garland doesn't know.
0: Good time, 50 minutes away. Yep. Depending on where you got to go in Garland. I'm saying 50 to get to the highway, any, yeah, the highway in Garland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun.
1: (sighs) Hour and a half back. (sighs) Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it was a good experience and all that. But at least I knew. So I'm going to compare this to my master's internship. So this will make sense. I promise. Uh, at least I knew who the assholes were gonna be. You can pick up Sorry. when you hit the
0: table. No, no, I no, get. I get it. At least I, I like who- emphasizing too. Sure.
1: <laughs> at least I knew who the assholes were gonna be at the high school. Okay. Yeah.
0: yeah. Like,
1: so and so is gonna be a dick. So and so is gonna be a dick. But that's yeah. also why I'm here. Like- the
0: the temp the, the the NPCs and the templates and the and the the stereotypes we've they're they're all the high schools. You sure. Know, you know what you're getting yourself into. Even. Yeah. 10, whatever, however many years removed from high school, it's kind of remained the same, plus, uh, plus, smart, plus smartphones. And it's like they're a little less observant and vocal, I guess, and sociable. But yeah.
1: Yeah, man, shit don't change. Yeah. Like it, the shade might a little bit, but mm. it's still. And the references. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> yeah, there's still the same. hoodie Pie? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, um, then in my master's program, I worked at Millwood hospital,
0: Mm. which is, which is a great Arlington based inside joke (laughs) when you're like, Oh, did you hear about so-and-so? Yeah. They went off the rails, uh, maybe because of too many rails you know (laughs) if someone goes crazy and you go blah 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 uh, send them to Millwood yeah that yeah if you're in the greater Arlington area or surrounded people know what you're talking about especially if you straight up just say so and so is in Millwood you'd be like oh fuck glad they got to them in time you know
1: (laughs) yeah exactly
0: hey Josh Josh, the other owner has walked in. That's right. I'm pretty sure he was informed that we're doing this. So yeah. let's fingers crossed. <laughs> okay, good. Thank you, Josh. Josh Thank is, you. Yeah.
1: He didn't come in
0: shooting. Yeah. <laughs> what the it looks somebody's in there. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Gotta keep the shotgun underneath the porch. <laughs> <laughs> I'll
1: be right back. <laughs>
0: so so you had your internship. This is to for your in, in your masters program.
1: Yeah, at Millwood. Yeah, Yeah,
0: Millwood. Um, And, uh, which is basically if, uh, you tried to kill yourself, you're going to Millwood. If you, if you, no, beating around the bush. If you're psychologically fucked, you've been, you're, you're, they're going to throw you in Millwood. Oh, yeah, man.
1: And there are different units, and, uh, I'm going to do my best to not commit a HIPAA violation. Yeah,
0: that might be good. Uh, don't even like, imply a gender. Just say they. Sure. <laughs> this person, uh-huh. and then you'll be safe. Uh, for for the most part,
1: it was very productive. Hmm. I'll say that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, however, it was also a kick in the dick for about two months. Hmm. So forty I did,
0: forty hours a week. Uh huh. Two straight months. Four hundred eighty hours.
1: 480 hours between August and December, so yeah, oh, okay. it yeah, breaks yeah. down to about. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, damn. But it also gave me a convenient little uh, snapback to someone who was like, "Oh, well, you're getting paid to be here." No, motherfucker, I'm paying to be here. Yeah. So, like, did someone shut there, up. did
0: someone there say that to you? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah.
1: Several times. Oh okay. Oh, that yeah.
0: that'd be a good. You're just like oh. Like, oh, you don't, you don't want to be here for a financial reason. Yeah, no, I have to be here for a reverse financial reason. Right? You, th-
1: you think I like talking to you, asshole? <laughs>
0: I'm here on my own accord.
1: <laughs> yeah, to hopefully help I'm a, you. I'm a glutton for punishment, I guess.
0: Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> just I gotta balance anything? out the booze. <laughs> Karmically, yeah. I can't just have all this fun.
1: Ah. Uh, Thank God for mass man, because I came in there hungover as fuck all the time on the chemical <laughs> dependency unit. Oh wow. It was great. And by great I mean awful. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, that that is really that what gave me the most direction in my life is working with a special needs community.
0: Yeah. Which is what so when we Go back to Freebirds. Like we were both, I was always like, give me all the hours you can. It was my only job, and you were full time for like a little bit, and then you got the job at like what you call it? You call it the camp, because it is mm-hmm. kind of like a camp for special needs people, people with like uh, Down syndrome and yeah, other you know issue like I don't know what you call it yeah, uh, special needs issues, cognitive yeah. developmental issues, yeah, which again goes back to you like being one of the most likable. Motherfuckers to be around and being like enjoyable, like that also bleeds into just your personality, of like you work you work for and you still work there like kind of right and like because you were working there before you went back to school, yeah. But working with you know the special needs people.
1: Well, and so I I left when I had to do my undergraduate internship, Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah.
1: And it broke my heart. Like I actually. Like, I I fucking sobbed. Like, I pulled over at a parking lot Mm -hmm. and just cried for a minute. Not too proud to admit that. You hear that microphone? (laughs) But uh, Like, because nothing has had that much of an impact on me Mm. in my entire life. Uh, The first day that I finished working with the quote-unquote training day, Mm. like, I knew that I wanted to do something other than cocaine. <laughs> and uh now I have a masters in social work. And uh but yeah that that's a little bit of a tangent but um It's a it's a great organization. It's a nonprofit and mm. So unfortunately I'm not gonna pay off grad school at ten bucks an hour. Yeah. But uh I've brought on a couple very good friends of mine uh to kinda take the reins when I leave. I feel so anyway. Hmm. Uh but yeah, dude, the special needs community
0: has my heart. Uh it probably speaks to like how much you gotta have a lot of patience to work with them, but also and know how to like not a lot of people know how to interact with you know, like the special needs community, especially uh Yeah, but, and it
1: it can be weird. Yeah. Like it's there's a learning curve with like anything else, but uh some folks are okay, so Steven from Freebirds, mm. beanie yeah, guy. Yeah. 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 Uh Ran into him when we were bowling, mm. like the campers were bowling at uh, Alley Cats, and he recognized me. Came over, said hi, all that. And I was really uncomfortable mm. around the the special folks, the campers. It, yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't think any less of him for it. Yeah, or anything. it's just.
0: Yeah, you know, like a lot of people don't know how to interact. Like I you know, it's like <laughs> this might be it's like I I I the few that, you know, I've interacted with like going through like uh, junior high and high school, there was a couple of uh, like a couple of like it was like there's like a Down syndrome, a girl with down syndrome that was in some elective classes that we had and I, I just you know just, I'm like, hi you just do that. Uh, I think some people, though, it's like, especially if you see them, like, in a group, like, mm-hmm. when you're doing, like, a group activity at the bowling alley, I think a lot of people are just kind of like, oh, like, again, but we're also not taught, you know, really in any way, unless you have, like, a special connection to it, like, uh, like, I kind of remember my aunt's, I think her sister has Down syndrome, but I, I so sparingly saw her, and if I did see her, it was just at, like, a family function with a lot of people, you know, sitting down somewhere, and I was like, oh, but, uh, but yeah, like some people just don't know how to, it's like, yeah. do I just talk to them? Like I talk to you. I'm like, you can, I guess. All yeah. Right. That's yeah. But you know, but yeah, it, it, it's also, it's a very odd subject. Like, I barely know how to talk about it, <laughs> but I, c- I can see how someone is kind of like, oh, hey. <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: and like, that's kind of why we have day camps like that. Yeah. So they're doing their thing around their peers. That's exactly. that's the big thing. Yeah. Uh if they can be around folks with similar
0: issues. Uh, yeah. or si- similar situations yeah, that yeah. they're, you know, unfortunately in. But yeah. they can have a community and have, uh, social relationships with mm-hmm. their peers, which you know, it was healthy for literally anyone on the planet.
1: Of course. Yeah. Well, and unfortunately right now we're still dealing with the pandemic regulations and bullshit yeah. and whatever. Um, so we don't do the, the community interaction as much as we used to. Like we used to go to food banks hmm. and stuff, you know, and, or go to like mission Arlington uh, every Tuesday we'd go bowling, hmm. so the, they they just want to interact and be a part of something. Yep. Yeah. And that's the shit that lit the fire under my ass to go back to school and go into social work. There you go. And yeah, I know it was a it was a long
0: walk. No, like that's the, <laughs> but that's also why you know that's also why I definitely want to talk to you because it's you know there's a there's a path. To, I'm just like, here you go. Hippie guy from Freebirds. I'm gonna <laughs> run for social, I'm gonna run for city council. I'm just like, okay. And now it's just like, I, you've had, you've gone through and you have a master's degree in social work of like, there's, there's a reason. And it's like, I, I kind of know how you got there, but yeah, I mean, that's, and that's just, you know, that's also why like I've enjoyed knowing you. It's just kind of like, you're not, huh. you eat at the very quickly, you stood out from the, from the fucking, useless burnout pieces of shit that were in free birds. Cause you're just like this genuine guy to a point where you would walk in however many minutes, maybe up to you know an hour late. But I was just kind of <laughs> like you, you caught this is the only issue you caused me and you can roll a burrito and talk to customers and then ring them up and I, and I can go deal with all this other horse shit that might spring along and, you know, like start to write someone up and they're like, start crying. Like, don't write me up, please. I'm just like, oh, what's the use of why I have this power if I can't <laughs> wield it like an iron fist okay. and crush my insubordinates who dare defy me. But at the same time, why do they I'm care about I'm making a dollar job? more an hour than you. <laughs> and I, I, I feel like I'm making two dollars more if I can fill out this <laughs> write-up. For He's like, is that, but is Seth here yet? Oh, thank God. Okay, cool. He so, dude. Like, hey, boss. Fuck. Sorry, man. I forgot to clock in. Can you? I'm like, here, here's... a oh, fuck. All right, here. Here's my... I'll do the card. clock in. Son of a bitch. Oh. But when you... When that's, like, the only... <laughs> as a former uh, boss to an underling... Oh, fuck that. No. <laughs> but when you have everything... Like, when you have all these other personality traits in spades, kind of like just being extremely affable and just like customers like you, Yeah, you can roll the burrito, you can ring them up. I can rely on that. Some people I'm just like, I I can't even rely on them to do that. Let alone, God forbid, prep food and follow a recipe that has never changed. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But showing up on time was the, uh, very far down on the list of, sure. of offenses that I could take other people. I would yell at them for being late because also I would yell at them for many other things <laughs> like, Hey, everyone can't take a smoke break at the same time. Oh shit. And I'm not talking about cigarettes. Like one time, Oh my God. Like, I'm just trying to be my first ever management position. So obviously I probably first ever real authority position and, I'm still am and I was learning what how to do things, how to not do things. But one time it was like ten minutes till closing. And I was like, all right, thank god you know, that was like my oh, thank God moment, because I can get down to the bar and so I'm like, cleaning up. I realize it's a little quiet. Then I'm like, wait, <laughs> so I can kind of hear the music. Music's not on loud. And I was just like, I don't hear the the normal Clanking and clacking and hustle and bustle of a of a quote unquote restaurant. And I was like, "What is? It's kind of quiet. What the fuck? Like, oh, uh, there's no customers in there. I can hear, and it's just me, and I can hear the music, and I can't hear any other noises. And I was just like, and there's like three, four. There probably three because it wasn't busy. So probably like three other people. I was like, "Where are those assholes? Sounds kinda, like the
1: place is haunted. So,
0: yeah, exactly. And I was just like, huh. So I go outside. I'm just like, are they all smoking a cigarette? And nobody told me. Because at least, probably, please, one person tell me. So I'm like, yeah, fine. And then do that. Come in. We'll fucking clean shit and close and get the yeah, fuck yeah. out of here like we all want to do. And I went outside. Saw nobody smoking a cigarette. Even checked like a little further out. Like, are they Jeez. smoking a cigarette? It, it, they can smoke here. What? Didn't see anybody there. And I'll, I look all around. And I'm just kind of like, and then it clicked. I was just like, wait a second. I go. And I know exactly what's happening. They're not in the office. That's I only have the key. So I go to the fucking cooler, <laughs> and I, and that's a heavy door. And I reach with the straight. Like I go and like I, you know, I could have torn off the hinges maybe if I wanted to. I was yeah. that fucking. I go and I yank that door open, and I see. Uh, like two people face it Backs I see like Some shocked ass faces Turn to me And one guy's Holding a pipe And I was just like And I start yelling at him I'm just like What the fuck guys Like We're not even closed yet Could you wait Till I lock the doors And I start yelling I'm just like Could we at least Get some progress done And then I'm ye- I'm yeah. Ripping into him And then at the end I go And you know what I'm most offended by None of you Invited me Yell. <laughs> Yo let's fucking that's, go and that's where I, I was just one of the yeah. times where i'm just like this fuck it and it luckily i know
1: exactly who you're talking about as well oh
0: it's just like yeah. really could you not like you don't tell me what you're doing you're, you're not even doing your job well as it is right you if already you're gonna suck smoke weed in the cooler <laughs> can you wait 10 minutes i'll lock the doors and we'll all smoke weed in the cooler where the vent takes it out, and then we'll have a grand old time cleaning up and getting the fuck out of here. In the Christopher walk-in. Oh God, that was the that was
1: cheesiest fucking game. The first but I still time
0: you it. see that, everybody laughs. And it's like, <laughs> Oh you see that? Did you see the Christopher Walken? in ah. And then I hate it here. And then everyone <laughs> <laughs> And then everyone who worked at a restaurant uh, had that on there to sure. like to just like 11 by 7 picture. And some people got that shit blown up and covered the whole fucking door. And it was just the, like, oh, and it's just the first time that joke was made. About. It was good. Mm. It needed to die after that. The, you know. That's also what I hate about humor and jokes. And as much as I love memes that 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 was like a real life meme, and it just once somebody it's like you know, somebody did that. Christopher walk in, and then it, it and then they told they they know people that work in other restaurants. They told them like that's pretty fucking funny. You know I'm gonna do that mine, and then it just spread. And then thanks to like the internet, it spread exponentially faster. And then it was just like I, it, I hate thanks to memes. It's a du- memes or a double edged sword. It the the most hacky. Shit can spread so fast, and that is what's going to spread fast. Mm -hmm. That's uh, it's the Big Bang Theory of bullshit. Right? (laughs) Uh,
1: Yes, I'm with you, brother.
0: It's oh, and it's just kind of like oh, every fucking restaurant's gonna have that in there (laughs) on their door, and oh, please stop. Can we just have some good weird ass memes going around? Like,
1: (laughs) can we just get extra cringe with it for several years? Yeah, or something
0: nobody knows except the one person that put that up there and they're laughing. That's my kind of humor and be like, if I'm laughing at something, you don't know why. Guess what? I win. (laughs) If you find out, find out more about the subject matter, you know, watch the, watch the, watch the TV show, watch the movie, know what the reference is. Cause I, a lot of comedy these, these days is reference heavy, but when you know, it's even fucking funnier because it feels special because it's like, like to me, like Todd Barry, hmm. he would make, he has a joke about the band Fugazi and I nice. saw him do it on Conan. It was either like a stand up set. I think it was a stand up set or he could have just been sitting on, sitting and talking to Conan and he had a joke about Fugazi and I was like, and that's like, you know, fuck it. You know, it's got Ian McKay of Minor Threat and, you know, mm-hmm. and they're just like a legendary band. Oh yeah, man. And he had a joke about them. And it was a great joke about them paying, five, charging five dollars a show. And I'm like, I already knew that, but if you don't know that, he tells you that in the joke. It's the set. He's like, you know, the band Fugazi, and it's like, of course you do. It is <laughs> great Todd Berry cadence. He's just like, they charge five dollars a show, and you know, and he has this, and then he goes on with the joke. But when, and that's a, it's a well crafted joke because you don't need to know who Fugazi is. He tells you why. You know, he sets oh, up why yeah. it's funny. But if you do know who Fugazi is, you're like, "Oh my god!" This, I'm watching a show on NBC. This comedian's making a joke about this, you know, legendary underground punk. You know, you call them punk. You know, very influential, but this punk band that you can still buy their albums mail order for ten dollars through Discord Records. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also a risk with you know if you want to get reference heavy. Sure. Hopefully you have your audience coming to you at the time. Yeah, and otherwise you gotta set the table. You gotta be a little bit more universal, you know, (laughs) about you know and relatable. Like hell, even like in the past, like few months, I did a show in. I did a show one night in Dallas, and later the next week, did a show in. uh, It was Fort Worth, and then Dallas, and I written, kind of like a a joke. I kind of wrote during the pandemic. It was about me. Uh, like in in like late July, uh, just you know having nothing to do, not knowing what the future holds. and so you know I started drinking at home, and I never drink at home, and I was just like, just like one night I'm just like drunk looking at my phone, and I'm like, oh shit, this is what, oh I th- I think I know what I got to do, I need to fake my own kidnapping, and go rent a car, mm-hmm. and drive north on 35 for like half a day where i can go see this and i'm getting more drunk this awesome fucking lineup of bands at Sturgis. sturgis motorcycle (laughs) rally and so the joke is me going through uh the list of bands i'm just like fucking 38 special great white night ranger oh god this is amazing and then, like, Bone Thugs and Harmony, wait, what? what yeah, never, wait, that's not a joke. That's, they're great. And then Smash Mouth, and so it's me going through that, and then, I, like, I do this thing where I talk about me. It's me watching Smash Mouth, and this, like, dirty motorcycle, dirty biker dude bumps into me, knocks my beer down, and, I'm, like, there's this weird, tense moment. He's just like, oh, sorry, man, I'll you know, buy you a beer. I'm just like, man, no, I'll buy you a beer. And we had a great time. We were singing All-Star together, and he was just like, yeah man it's like oh this is a great time you want to come back to the hotel and see me fuck my wife I'm like that sounds great <laughs> dude let's fucking do that and so and I there was no open mics really to awesome. do that at. so I I tried that at one show and it went over very well in Fort Worth next week tried it in Dallas crowd really didn't know who 38 Special was too much what? <laughs> and so
1: uncultured swine exactly
0: and as fuck? much as I would like uh, a crowd to come to me and know who the fuck these old our old bands are it's uh it's not going to happen all no. too much all right so a big thing i guess a common theme of this podcast because i know a lot of people uh, that are musicians which hmm? you may not have been are what you were but you have you you do play guitar i do indeed from and, time to time and you have toured in a band what band was that sherman and are they still active, or?
1: In some capacity, I believe, oh. Sherman, S-H-U-R-M-A-N.
0: U-R, okay. And, um, They may not have been found on, like, Spotify and shit, because they I would maybe. have said S-H-E-R.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. No, not not spelled the same way as the town, but, uh, yeah,
0: uh, it's why don't uh, they just go S U R E M A? sure man. <laughs> yeah, sure man. <laughs> just make I, it a little harder to find
1: <laughs> But uh Yeah, and that's how I actually
0: ended up getting the job at Freebirds was the Which Freebird's so much more interesting than some fucking rock sure, band Sure, whatever so, the fuck. But, but yeah, let's, yeah. I will force no, you i I'm gonna pull some teeth and force you to talk about, you know, m- playing in a rock band and going on tour. fucking cool uh i'll take your word for it historically people have said it's uh very boring and very low-key right yeah and you were you were young right like not like teenage young but like how old were you when you toured with this band
1: um i was two months past my 20th birthday wow okay Uh, and um major shout out to my parents like i thought that i was gonna have to sugarcoat the way that i was dropping out of school and uh, um it's like hey so my cousin craig craig bagby fucking rock star love that guy um shout out to him uh said they needed a roadie okay. and i that's
0: a per- harder that's a harder sell to the parents <laughs> yeah
1: well yeah well, I presented Our Friends
0: need someone to lug around speakers and gear. Yeah, <laughs> essentially.
1: <laughs> yeah. But I presented that They'll to They'll pay parents.
0: me and blow. What do you say? What
1: do you say, rents? What's up? <laughs> uh, they love my parents are great and they love plausible deniability. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> but um they were they were great with it. They they said this is your time to do that shit if you want to try to do it. That's and- cool
0: for them to be like you're literally 20. Mm-hmm. Go do this. Yep, I wish I wish more parents would be like you. You only have a limited opportunity where you can go out and do some fun shit, right? Yeah. Like fun, may, co- maybe possibly irresponsible at times stuff, but you can easily recover as long as it's not like too bad, like sure. you know, death or you know, a felony. <laughs> right, right. Even right. a felony though, you can get over. It's gonna <laughs> fuck up a bunch of shit. You could obviously, <laughs> it obviously would have been harder to get a master's, you know, in social work to deal with that shit right. on the side, but. Hey, you're with you're with your cousin. I guess that helps, mm-hmm. you know. And they they probably seen how serious of a musician he's become. Life that probably helps. It's like I remember uh, a buddy of mine I had some friends in a punk band, uh, Surf Thrash, if you want to call it that. And they needed, uh, or they asked our buddy Richard if he wanted to go on tour with them. But his mom, who we never heard a nice thing about her he was just like they they're going on like tour all around the country and even like going to japan and they want me to play guitar she put the kibosh on that but mm. he was like 19 at the time that would have been like probably younger who knows but that would have been a perfect opportunity yeah, I'm you're saying. young you had the fucking energy to play in a punk band and go on tour right that's just going to be hard as fuck say if you have like a career and a family or something and you're older you're just like well, i don't want to do that Hell. How- I have to get up and drive how long and then do what on stage?
1: Yeah. And then play <laughs> yeah, in some fucking dingy dive yeah. in the in your hometown or wherever the fuck you live, whatever. So no, man, like I really appreciate that my parents were so accepting of that. Like if there's a if there's a time that you can do this dumb shit, yeah, it's now. Yeah. So perfect. I, I thought that I was gonna have to like dance around it everything. Nope. Mm. Do it. And, uh, it helps the cousin, cousin Craig has some, uh, he's got some credentials. Okay. Uh, And I was very lucky to pretty much hop into a band. So like I was the roadie. And then one day, one evening night, we were in some dingy fucking hotel between here and California. And there, I was just putzing around on guitar and they're like, oh shit, young blood can play guitar. Well, looks like we got a rhythm guitarist now. <laughs> and that was pretty much it. And then ended up doing that for five years. Damn. But um and you knew me a bit whenever like every now and then at Freebirds I'd ask for a couple weeks off to go on the road. Okay. Yeah. Um but then it it really the, the special needs gig really uh kicked me in the dick and was like you got to do something real. Yeah. So, which playing guitar is cool and all, but like I wasn't, I just took an inventory, I guess. And I knew that I wasn't going anywhere with yeah. that
0: really. Uh, like, do I, road, I live on the road and yeah, what's my own musical ambitions? Am I even writing anything? Do I want to be like a session guy yeah. or something?
1: Am I really invested in this shit? To the extent, yeah. I also didn't like the idea of it as a job. Oh yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I love playing guitar, I love making yeah. music, but I don't want to make it into a job. Yeah. Uh, which, if you're some ripping ass who just fucking shreds, you know, melts people's faces, whatever the fuck, mm. then you can just be Zach Wild and make yeah. a billion dollars. Just yeah. but. but
0: <laughs> play for I got Osborne. to. <laughs> I worked. I got to technically meet him one time. And I worked so I uh, worked at Fye, the overpriced CD store, and at the Irving Mall. And Ozfest was coming through, and I guess Fye had a deal with them to where we ran the. You basically, if you if so, as bands would play like the second stage they would come through and sit down for autographs and if you bought an album you could skip the line to the I bought an album line and we could <laughs> just skip the general line and you know have this band sign our album and my buddy Mike at the time uh still a, like still great guitarist and everything uh he at the time was like get like he really liked Zack Wilde stuff and Mike's like he plays guitar he's not really like a metal guitarist but he sure. respected what Zach Wilde could do and so <laughs> I had talked to one of my bosses and it was just like, hey, I know Zach wild. I think he had his own line or something like that. And they're like, I was like, Can I go? I want to get his autograph from my buddy Mike. And so we're hanging back there. And so they they work it out and he's signing autographs and everything. And I'm standing next to like, you know, this one of his crew, which is just this giant fucking biker guy. Right. And of course. So I'm standing there waiting for him to, you know, get done with this line. And he, one random time. So, if anyone's not familiar with Zach Wild, he's just—it's like he always wears sunglasses. Sometimes mm-hmm. not. Long, stringy, dirty. He's always blondish so sweaty. hair.
1: He's yes. always damp.
0: Wearing like a motor. He looks like a a motor a biker that has that shreds on guitar. Yeah, it makes complete sense that he took over for Randy Rhodes in ah. Ozzy in Ozzy's band. All right, and has his own band, Black Label Society. So he's sitting there and then at one point he randomly like stops signing an autograph, kind of looks up and looks over at his buddy who I'm standing next to and just like stares at him for a second and then turns back around and like keeps <laughs> signing an autograph and I'm sitting there like I look I I, I talk I ask the guy I go Hey, what was that all about? And he's just like, I don't know, man. Zach's just a weird dude. <laughs> and I was like, okay. And then, and then, like a few months later, I, I was like, I told him, I was like, hey, this is for my buddy Mike. He's a really good guitarist. He likes what you do. He signed this, and he was like, yeah, and signed it. Sure. <laughs> it was just like the. That is great,
1: though. That's but great I also,
0: I like that he's a weird dude, and right. that I wish, I wish more people like. Okay, so I posted this on Facebook. This is like, I get like a reference heavy joke. If you, so I'll, I'll sometimes just put that Black Label Society on shuffle because, you know, I, I dig their shit and sure. it's like they got some cool yeah. songs, some sweet riffs. But what's funny is like, it's like half, and I'm going off the shuffle algorithm here. It feels like half the songs are ballads, which is fine. It's not the Black Label Society that I got to know and just like cool riffs and everything. But man, do I get a kick if I want to make myself laugh? Eh, I picture <laughs> Zach Wild. This I, he, he feels like he's six eight, like he's a like he's a Peter Steele level musician. I feel like he's that tall. Who knows? He's probably at least six something. You know, motorcycle vest, probably a lot of tattoos, ripped as fuck. Yeah, and just like shred lord, yeah. glasses, long stringy, dirty hair. And the idea of him sitting behind a piano singing a ballad <laughs> cracks me the fuck up. And I was like, nah, 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 nah. like, oh, my God. Like, I picture <laughs> you, of course, <laughs> with your fucking guitar with the black and white concentric circles. I picture, like, yes. that's, you're shredding. But you know, you you're playing with your own band. Playing. You're singing. You're you're next to Ozzy. But the idea of this biker metalhead playing piano and singing a ballad is the funniest fucking thing to me. And he's still yeah. got the guitar around his neck as he's <laughs> sitting at the yeah. piano. <laughs> Just piano, and then at Just some the... point, <laughs> 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 Yes, uh,
2: it's
1: super fucking on brand. <laughs> for yeah. uh, cheers,
0: brother.
1: but Yes. Indeed. Can we get the clink in here? Yeah.
0: Oh, it'll pick it up. That These a things pick hair. up yeah. Yeah. everything. I'm pretty sure I'll, when I talk to Sam Anderson of the Quaker City Nighthawks, check out that episode if you have it yet. Bam! I love talking about this podcast like it's actually something. Uh, we're on the that's, patio. That's a, uh, they probably heard a forklift moving a smaller a, – a giant – A smaller forklift? A smaller <laughs> manual forklift. It was uh-huh. like a motorized forklift. Moving a smaller forklift, taking and so it felt like we were at like a logistics, like a trucking sim, but no, it was just <laughs> one thing a guy moving a thing, you forklift know, in a parking taking lot, his
1: child home, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: All right, so well, we got off on the Zach Wild thing, uh, sure, in yeah. a band, yeah. So, start you? Uh, your was, cousin, w- had credit, or yeah, yeah, so,
1: he's recorded with plenty of people, man, okay. Um, that's well. Uh,
0: Anyone of note,
1: or <laughs> blues traveler. Oh, all right. Yeah, did coke with them. Oh, hold on. The, maybe have to edit a little bit out of on that one. But yeah, uh, no, I did tons of cocaine. <laughs> uh, I need to clarify.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that I've said too much, let me say more. <laughs>
0: Um, Through the harmonica, uh, <laughs> hey John! Let me, I got something funny to do with the harmonica. It's like I know what you're thinking, and I'm way ahead of you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, oh man! Yeah, he's got some lung capacity.
0: Um, so it's not just but, fat; it's just but, lungs. Uh, no,
1: like I, I've been very privileged to play with some very, very, very talented people, uh, and I'm—I don't suck. At guitar I don't think
0: that's a humble brag you don't hear too much
1: I'm kind of I'm kind of good at some instruments but I know some people who are just outrageously good and my cousin Craig is one of those people and uh, he's got a shit she's like fuck she's like 15 years old now Sophie who's also a brilliant musician Um,
0: who's that? is that like his daughter or something yeah it's his okay okay. yeah yeah
1: Yeah. um and uh his wife anna is super fucking cool obviously lets her husband go on the road for months at a time is like he is such a bad motherfucker that people will call him to do sit-ins okay and like or clinics and start, oh, like, nice. Teach yeah. motherfuckers how to do this. Mm. Or, like, a band is coming through Austin. And they need a drummer. Mm. The, like Niels Lofgren came through last year. Or year before, because COVID fucked everything mm. up. But, um, like, well, I need a drummer. Boom. There's wow. Craig. And Homie is just really, really good. And that's how... I was able to jump right into okay.
0: a touring yeah. band. So Yeah, that's a good that's a much better pitch to your parents. <laughs> yeah. The, instead of like my friend Richard's like, my friend's punk band needs a guitarist <laughs> and I'm really like, haven't you seen me practice all these years? I'm really good at what I do and right. like, no, fuck your dreams. But that's gotta be what is it like to have cool relatives? Because I know nothing about that. <laughs> <laughs> No one is, uh, who knows, like, I don't know. I might have one cousin that might listen to this, but no offense. But I am probably, like, I do fucking stand-up comedy. I'm the most interesting cousin. So, God damn you're, it. You're an interesting I, motherfucker, Brian. Yeah. I can do an interesting thing. I did have, man, talk about a disappointment. I had a cousin. <laughs> uh, you still I, Okay, I have a cousin. I had just, it was like high sc- early high school, I had just got into punk. and had this cousin who... I think he had just got out of the military or something. And he had like double sleeve tattoos. And I was going through a CD booklet and he was liking all the, he had all these CDs of bands I was just getting into. And then he like moved to some podunk town, started having kids and went super and then went super MAGA. And I was just like, Oh "Oh, fun. Okay. Well, uh, obviously our timelines didn't cross. And also I don't think he had the best reputation around the family the bar isn't that high for a lot of people. And he's, do, he's doing, he's got kids, he's, you know, doing, I think he's got, he's got a good job. He's doing great now. Sure. But right. I was just like, oh, I could have maybe seen punk shows with you, but, because it's such a foreign concept to me mm. when family members hang out and like, maybe, maybe you Word. know, you could cut yeah. maybe even party or drink together. It, it's so weird to me. It's just not a fucking thing. In my family, my sister's great, but she's six years older than me. So we really haven't had that much in common besides being blood relatives, right. and having the same parents besides you- that. And then I don't have any like cousins. I really like shared s- very little interests. Just, <laughs> just yeah. the thin diagrams. It's two circles <laughs> floating way far apart from each other. I'm just like, do you own one band shirt? No. Like, oh, God damn it. Like, what? I <laughs> oh, got it. Our interests oh. are breathing Like, and why do you? Like, sometimes, like, they never bring it up. It's never, it's not an issue or anything. But sometimes I'll be like, this is why I'm not around much. Like, <laughs> I'm off doing shit that I enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm and- seeing bands. I'm doing comedy. I I enjoy fun shit. I'm not saying you have to do that. Everything, but I'm just like... Just, I just want to shake some people, just be like be more interesting. And then I want to go up to some aunts and uncles. I'm just like, stop fucking up your life, and and by and by this fucking up the family's life. <laughs> I swear that if, like, there's two uncles. If I see again, I might punch them in their face because of how much they fucked up their lives, and the the ripple effects just affect the yeah. family naturally. Like, I can't wait to possibly see these uncles again because it's like, hey. I haven't been a, a negative on this family. You have royally fucked up. Get out of my face or I will beat you down. <laughs> I feel that. Oh no, bro. I can't I can't wait because I thought my family for the longest time was just boring. Turns out that that boring is is a part of it, but also it was a big mask for some deep-seated fucked-upness mm-hmm. that hadn't come to the light of day until like I got into my thirties, and I was just like, "Oh, y'all are huge pieces of shit." Right. I'm just like I. I oh, never- shit,
1: I see it now. <laughs> Fuck. Ah, oh, there it is. <laughs> and I'm
0: like, oh, I'm like, oh, man, you know, maybe people just think I'm aloof because I'm just like I'm out doing stuff, hanging out with friends. I'd rather go see a band than come to this family function. That is whatever, but oh, you guys are actually fucking up your life and your your children's lives, you have children. Remember that you have children right. whose actions affect them, and you don't care at all. <laughs> you
1: made them exist. <laughs> your terrible <Children>. decisions. Yeah, <laughs>
0: you know you think were just your own, or didn't even exist. But yeah, but so it,
1: it, it's not lost on me how lucky I am to have the parents that I have mm. and the extended family that I have. Like when um, my my cousin came out as trans. Mm. Uh, born female mm. trans male um yeah. went to our grandmother and she's like 81 at the time my grandmother was mm. uh, and she said all right what side would you like for thanksgiving <laughs> it, was, it was good. It, it was. There was. That's what's important. To there's me. nothing, man. Yeah, like
0: you're still my grandchild. I do need to get this order together for Thanksgiving. Yeah. <laughs> Is it, that gonna? Right, oh, you're not a vegan now, are you? Because that will get out of my house. Like, <laughs> yeah, the fuck out now. Granny now. makes. Granny now. makes a limited menu, and you know this. <laughs> yeah. I don't care who you. I don't care what you identify. You're my fucking blood. What do you want for dinner? I'm saying, man, like, I've never
1: understood. You better
0: not be allergic to peanuts because, you know, granny likes to. (laughs) Granny loves her (laughs) peanuts. Then we'll have an issue.
1: Well, I've. So when when my cousin came out, um, my mother took. Well, she didn't really take us aside, but it just came up and. And. she she essentially said, like, if, if either of you were gay or trans or whatever, you know that we would always love and accept you. But I would just be concerned about how hard the world would be on you.
0: Yeah. And... But it's a valid concern, of course. Just because yeah. you can't—that's just like a good general warning. Like this is how the world works. But you are like that's also a good thing to precede it by. Like you—you're accepted by me in this house, this family. One hundred percent to the yeah. the family that you can speak for and all that. But and it's and it's you're safe we're, here. We're the lucky. world though, it's, uh, it's something else.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and we're, and we're lucky that we have an extended family that is mm. on the same page. Okay. The, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we've never had an awkward Thanksgiving or anything, you Mm. know, so to speak. Everyone's good. Everyone loves each other deeply, and I'm very lucky for that. Mm. My parents have been together for 32 years. Uh, My dad is close with his brothers. My mother is very close with her sisters. Our families are very close. I understand that I'm lucky in that respect. Yeah. I'm lucky in many respects, but, uh, yeah. Like when my cousin came out as trans and everyone was good with it, that was a sticking point. Yeah. You know, like
0: that's a big deal. And that's probably such a rare scenario too. It, yeah. Days. You're lucky to have some 50 half, the majority, No shit.
1: Up and down, man. Like, and to have some,
0: and to have like, it it boggles my mind when some people. It's like, oh, well, I can't treat you the same now. It's just kind of like, oh, I'm sorry. Did this decision affect you in some way? (laughs) Right. Like whether they come out as you know who they are as homosexual or trans or you know how they identify. As long as it's human, that's my thing. If someone doesn't identify as human, (laughs) then I take that offensive. I take that very, uh, that's very offensive to me because I'm a human. Mm-hmm. And if you, and if you don't Legally. identify as human, and guess what? Laws no longer apply to you and I can hunt you as sport. <laughs> <laughs> I and totally I, agree. I, I, I hope I get that recorded to be like, hey, we got to, we got to arrest you. You murdered this human being. And I could be like, uh, here when we play this video, be like, you know what? I, I don't think I'm a human anymore. I'm more like a, you know, like a cat or something. It's like, they said they're a cat. Is illegal to kill a cat. And they'd be like, well, how <laughs> did you kill the cat? And I'm just like, thank you. Because they said they're a cat and we want to be respectful to this former person, currently cat. It's people that are just like, oh, I don't like the human race. I'm the checkout. I'm just like, sorry, bitch. You don't get to check out of the species. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, I'm a trans person. Thank you. You are a person. You're a person to me. Sure. You're trans. Live your life. You know, that, that's great. <laughs> I I don't like when people take it that far. Just kind of like, eh. I don't think I've really met that person. I just want to let them know. I think we need to put up a, a good. This is a, we put up a good, hard, conservative position of you're still human. <laughs> if you don't identify as human. You can't be a part of human society. Right. I'm sorry you don't like humans and you have this nihilistic point of view, but you're still you're born you were born from two humans and you're a human. You can't check out of the species. Yeah. Sorry about There's you. There's only one awful way to check out of the species, and that's just checking out of existence. So that's a whole other issue. But
1: let's work on that one.
0: I wish people <laughs> I wish people could be like, hey, I like to redefine political things and just kind of like, let's take the conservative position of being like, Hey, you can be whatever human being you want as long as you identify as a human being. I like, I like redefine. I'm like, that's, that's my conservatism speaking. Sorry. Right. I'm a little conservative in ways of as long as you identify as a human being, I'll treat you as a human being. If you identify as you know, a unicorn or something, I'm like, sorry, like, first of all, they don't exist in reality. And You can't just invent yeah. a species, and you're also not a scientist, so you really, literally can't invent this species, let alone change yourself into it. Yeah, I you we have to stop the weirdness to a degree, but uh, it, but like, and I'm not yeah. and I'm not saying like, okay, well, uh, back tra- it's like, I'm not saying trans is weird or anything like that, but it's it's new, and and some people. Uh, have been able to accept it, but there are people out there that are like, like the furries and like the weird shit out there. The people out there that are just like, uh, human being. I don't even want to be a human being anymore. Yeah, I'm that, just like, no, that's part of the deal, right? Unfortunately,
1: we have like, you don't have to check male or female thought. on the box, <laughs> yeah. but
0: let's just create a box. Oh, I don't hope. I don't even hope we get to that point where we create a box that says human, because then you just shouldn't hire them, right? <laughs> because we don't even technically hire service animals. We just force them to be (laughs) service animals love it because they're animals and we treat them that way awesome (laughs) but we're okay with it so it's not indentured servitude to a human being (laughs) now like um uh, at the same time
1: like so in social work there's there are gender specific roles like Mm. so uh one of my uh professors he's like big fucking dude he's huge he's like a bookshelf this this motherfucker is he's knowledgeable (laughs) yeah yeah, very knowledgeable don kelly uh and so he works with uh trauma Mm. that's his thing like uh dallas police department dpd uh and like brings him in to deal with some issues okay. i also know another professor who works with dpd darlin perryman both of them fucking rock stars anyway but uh, so um uh, they will actually kind of play catch with cases depending on what happened so if dpd is responding to abuse at the hands of a man Don Kelly knows that he probably shouldn't be showing up to comfort the kid who just got the shit kicked out of him because he's a big dude with a okay. big booming voice. Gotcha, okay. So he'll call Daryl Lane. I didn't mean to get that fucking graphic here, but uh, here we go. That's Look, reality, man. Yeah, it, it, real <laughs> shit. But, uh, no, I, I understand what you're saying, like, dynamics and shit, like it's weird we're, we're all products of wherever we come from yeah you know? and uh it's not lost on me where i came from and doing the social work shit yeah but, but at the same time i like to think that i stay in my lane do
0: you ever like you know in your job just kind of like oh i get what you're coming from but uh, I think I can relate better to you in song, and you just pull out a guitar. <laughs> you know, I think Wonderwall has a lot of things to say about your situation right now. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. And they're just kind of like, "I'm here because I try to kill myself. Are you trying to make that happen?" <laughs> oh, No, that's good.
1: Well, I actually got to talking to the music therapist at Millwood. Okay. And we we jammed because I noticed like. Uh, this really sexy Taylor guitar. I was like, oh, shit, man. What is
0: that? Of course you look at it like a, like a hot chick, just like, oh, I'm sorry, I, I I'm distracted right now. That guitar, I got a, mm,
1: yeah. I guess as <laughs> someone's telling me that they're having a mental breakdown, <laughs> like, hold on a second, this guy's got a guitar. Sorry, that pickup, what is that? <laughs> Ooh, that's a nice look. All right, so the voices, what are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> so he he was the music therapist at mm. uh, at Millwood and uh I like why don't you go into music therapy cuz I don't want to make music into therapy. Yeah. I just want to make it. Like I just want to do it. I
0: like music and getting fucked up and kind of mixing <laughs> the two whether I'm listening playing, yeah, like I want to get drunk and jam. That's like, it. Yeah. Music is great. I don't want to make it serious. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: That's when, when, you, that's when people go insane and Elliot Smith themselves, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, for, for me, music can never be serious. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's like with comedy and, like, fucking, you know, music always has always had varying degrees of, like, fun to seriousness. And that's what, like, comedy, like, like com- I hate when people get serious with comedy. Say, I'm I want to like, kick uh, it back to you, brother. Okay. Like, because you're
1: not a dickhead like so many of our So many other comics that I've met.
0: I have no reason to be. Also, I I book shows. But, yeah, no, I just...
1: No one has any reason to be a dick.
0: Yeah, Oh yeah, yeah, true. However,
1: unfortunately, most of the comics that I've met are total assholes.
0: That's why I don't enjoy... If I'm talking to comics, I, I can talk to me and two other comics. Maybe three, depending on if you know what our relationships are, but anything more than that, a group of comics and i i would like, I would like to have like a good name, you know like like a murder of crows, and as much as like comics would love to be like, yeah, murder of comics because I'm murdered on stage, and I was like, no <laughs> I can't oh, comics in mass, oh yeah do really yeah one on one comics are great because you can tap into the human being, but then there are some comics out there that are just yeah, they, they are dicks, and they—they they always act like they're doing you a favor yeah, by talking. Yeah, to I want to hear. Yeah, I, like just because I, I've been too, I've been too involved in it for too long, and, and again, I have my own reservations with some comics and some others. But like, but okay, yeah, but you—you've you've met a lot. Of, like again, what do you say? Like they're doing you a favor by talking. Yeah, to?
1: that's what it feels like. It I feel no, like I know, I can. It feels like they've always got something better to do than talking to you. Okay, and then yeah,
0: yeah, they've. I do this thing. They're doing you a favor. Like I completely understand how it's just like I have this ability to go on stage and talk to people, but also that doesn't make me any different from the person that can't. It's just something I can do. I'm like, you can do things I can't, and that's also what I like to know about. Especially if someone has like a unique job, a unique skill, or something like that because i i like people yeah but i also don't i think it's also because growing up i i was like maybe by default a little introverted just because i wasn't i had i had a great group of friends i had a great childhood just great group of friends video games sleepovers riding bikes i had a trampoline you know hung out with friends don't have to brag that hard right (laughs) that's that's where i peaked, and uh but so I had I had that so it's not like I was just like this closed off like Uber nerd Dabbered in Magic the Gathering but also the rules are too complicated I'm just like I uh, Mario, Super Mario is easier and so that's something everyone can play but when I started doing comedy I I kind of had to be forced to be more extroverted and then like waiting tables and like the job I have now I it, it helps to be a sociable person. And I like I, and I like that. I've grown more to be into that. But there's a lot of comics that are and especially now, and maybe it wasn't this way like in the 90s, you know, 80s, 90s where social media didn't exist. So if you want to do something like public speaking and especially public speaking in the stand-up comedy format, well, you need to kind of use that and I'm assuming here, to schmooze, network, and get booked on other shows out of town. And that probably might involve sending a videotape and all the old methods, you know, if you don't have an agent or something. But still, you got to <laughs> network enough to get an agent and all that. You know, but in this day and age, you know, comics have these online personas where you can, like, and some people, some comics are really good at typing out a joke that's really funny. Uh-huh online getting all these likes shares retweets what have you but i'm like maybe it's just when i started it was when i started myspace was still kind of relevant and facebook was not a vehicle to enhance your comedic persona right it when i i had facebook when you needed a college email to have facebook
1: oh word
0: and it was like a call it was a college thing like here's this class you know meet up this then that it wasn't a thing of like I'm funny. Here's my proof. To me, that was going to do an open mic and writing jokes, and so I've just but doing comedy for all these years and having these new co- new comics come up, and they they're kind of in, it, it's cool. I'm gonna say it's cool, but some things it's, it's cool to be an introvert and these like I'm not sociable. I'm an introvert, but I do stand up comedy. And maybe they just don't have the social skills of yester- of the comics of yesteryear. Just autistic and as fuck. Yeah. They get a- <laughs> Whether they are or art, either. I, yeah, <laughs> nah, I, I meant that to be insensitive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, like, but it's also like they probably have subpar social skills, but, and also have jobs that may not need them or not, or jobs at all. Who knows? Well, who's the, but, uh,
1: who's the kid with the guitar who was really, really good? Uh, Fucking shredder, man. He's younger than me. Like, he's, he's like 23, 24.
0: talking about a comedian? Oh, or, cock. No,
1: oh. no. He came up on the uh, uh, open mics that it was our general open mic. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, damn I'm, it. <laughs> I'm going uh, to have to get with uh, John on that because, like, as someone who only kind of sucks at guitar. This dude was bringing that in like mm. very OG Bo Burnham style kind of thing. Oh, okay. Which I still haven't seen his Netflix special, but yeah, whatever. Either. Yeah. I'll get
0: there. I've, it's so weird. I, I don't, I don't like what
1: I've I, never been a big music comedy guy. Yeah.
0: i bit like, uh, especially cause when like Steven Lynch was at his heyday, oh, especially Jesus, with my friends with like, And it's kind of like Weird Al, Mm -hmm. where you make a funny song. And even like Lonely Island. Like, I was at my buddy's place. Last time I was at my buddy's place, we watched a couple of Lonely Island music videos. One we really laughed at, because it's just one about (laughs) uh, Keenan being mistaken for Reba McIntyre. Oh, dude. And so that one's so weird and off the wall. It's so good. We laughed our asses off. And then we watched... Hangin' hey, uh, like my
1: nuts or whatever. Yeah,
0: yes, exactly. And that's so weird, and we still laughed our asses <laughs> off. And then we watched the uh the Michael Bolton one. Oh, yeah. And I Classic. was the only one even kind of laughing, but even that was like it had lost its luster from the first time we saw it. But the Reba McIntyre one was really still funny because it was just so weird. And, like, but... With musical comedy because it's a song, and some songs can just be, you know, like literally last night I'm working and we walk past a bar and fucking Hotel California's playing. No, Fat Bottom Girls was playing. Oh, yeah. And those songs will be played ad Infinitum forever. Like, but with musical comedy, because it's like comedy is so is good because it's on it's I quote Matt Groening, like like paraphrasing here, like humor or comedy is Pretty much just the unexpected, mm-hmm. and so that's what's great about stand-up because you don't know what the fuck they're saying, and they need to present jokes and all that context. But with musical comedy, because it is something that can be repeated, each time you hear it, naturally it's going to be less funny, and that's why mm-hmm. like Weird Al, Stephen Lynch, and like you know, Bill Burnham's like still a bit more eclectic here and there. Yeah, but like especially like Stephen Lynch and you know those guys. It's just it's not it's going to lose its appeal because it's it's a parody song. Or it can be a parody song like Weird Al's case. It can be an original song, but it's still yeah. funny. So the funny part of the song is just not going to hit like the every single every time you sound it loses its appeal, loses its shine. Unlike an actual song, which is just a song, a song it's, not, yeah. it's not supposed to be funny, it's just supposed to like hit it's, that. Here and you listen to it again because you like it. You know, it's coming. It's not going to hit like that first time, but it's going to hit enough for you to keep listening to it till wow. the day you die. And, you know, stand that's up really comedy shit, can kind of be like that. But also, if you watch a special, sometimes some, some are just that good. But also, if you see stand up comedy live, you kind of don't know what you're spe- expecting. And that's what, you know, makes it kind of special to me. But musical comedy. Man, it's such a double-edged sword, and you need to be really fucking good at it I'm in order saying, to, yeah, keep. You need to be a, a really good going. musician
1: to begin with, yeah, and then be a good comic. Know be. how a song
0: works. But so, if if
1: uh, you don't mind me kicking you in the balls a, a little more, um, do it, please. Um, so I saw you say something on one of the social medias about uh, there's a difference between being funny and having humor, or something like that.
0: Was this literally, like, a day ago or something like that? No, nah, it was probably oh. a month or so.
1: Man. Like, because you're a funny motherfucker, but, like, I'm a funny motherfucker. But I don't have the nuance and, and shit that you do. Like, I mean, like, you're you're good at it. Like, am I making sense here? Like, yeah.
0: You, like, you oh. got it, man. Like... Yeah, you're praising me. You're making great sense. I mean,
1: <laughs> like, I mean, you can work a fucking room, man. Yeah. Like, you're good because okay.
0: that's the way I like to make jokes. And online, I can type some shit out that I think like if I'm typing something out online, it's it's because I think it's funny, and I don't really, you know, and I I hate kind of being backed in the corner of modern day comedianship. Of I need to go online and make something that's like a joke every once in a while. When like, when I started, an online comedic presence was not a thing. Mm. It was, oh, and like, fuck it. I have nothing against the comics that realized that from the get-go. Sure. And we're just kind of like, oh, I can get my jokes out to who knows how many people. I got to get really on top of this and figure out how the how the algorithm and the formula works and all that. And I'm like, that's just innovation right there. I respect that. I was just kind of like, I'd rather just go to these open mics and get fucked up and have fun with my friends, and then hopefully go do make this into shows and let's go to comedy clubs. That's kind of my point. That's kind of what I
1: I was getting at. Like, I can make dumb fucking comments that are funny here and there, whatever. Yeah. yeah. But like the nuance that you got, like. It's good shit, man. Okay. Yeah. You know, so, like, that's more where I was going with. Because I, like,
0: I like to. There are comments. There are things that people can say that will get the, yeah. will get the applause, the online clapter, if you will. And I'm like, I don't want to make that shit. I don't. I didn't do comedy to make points. As much as I will admit, as much as that's what I wanted to do, because. The worst influences on a new comic, like they were for me, are George Carlin, Bill Hicks, and... Uh, oh, Jesus. Like, Lenny Bruce, if you know enough about... But, like, George Carlin and Bill Hicks can be the worst influences on a new comic because it's like, hey, guess what? You know about George Carlin and Bill Hicks because George Carlin's fucking... All you have to say is George Carlin. Everybody knows uh-huh. what that is. Yeah. Bill Hicks, underground, very influential, and, you know, bigger now, post-mortem, but like and they were making these grand points George Carlin I say even transcended stand-up comedy to like a one-man show monologue
1: oh dude uh, yeah. he was a fucking avenue magician. that was
0: yeah. still hilarious but you weren't gonna see Carlin at a comedy club no like he 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 did his thing to an audience like a lot of like comedians like they do their they're at a comedy club they're there with the audience and there's no disrespect to George Carlin but but what he was doing that he earned after decades of doing that shit even after like one decade like especially like him in the 80s late 80s oh, yeah. he had already earned that like what he was doing was just something else i wouldn't call it poetry but it was like a it was like a tight monologue that he worked out for a long time and then recorded it and then did a new one new one new one and all that till the day he died but you go to Colin. a comedy club that comedian is connected with the audience. They are acknowledging the audience existence. Carlin, yeah, technically did that because he's a performer on stage. Mm-hmm. But he also, he had this grand monologue to go through. And almost right, like yeah. a soliloquy, I guess, you know, with me not having any English no, I, major experience. But no, I that's you. the way yeah. I like to define Carlin. But so Carlin, great to watch, an amazing guy, but a terrible influence on a stand-up comedian who nobody fucking knows or gives a shit about what I needed to do at the very beginning was to learn to write a joke and to make strangers laugh. That's all you needed to know. And then over the years, you know, now it's like, I want to, I like to make fun of the things I make fun about, but I also don't want to talk about what everybody else is talking about. I've never wanted to do that. It's like, that's why I like the, the Trump years. I'm just like, cool. Here's all these Trump jokes. You know, there's still all these other things we can make jokes about. It's just everyone's attention was focused on Trump. And he did, he ruined comedy by making all the, uh, so so much, not all, but so much late night professional stand-up comedy down to the top and down to the bottom of the pyramid to my friends online. He took so much attention away from all the humor and comedy we could have been making about all the other things in life. Well, he wanted everything to be about him to begin with. Yeah, which was, to me... And so comics... Which I get. I'm not saying you shouldn't have, but it took way too much attention away from all the fun little foibles that humorists have been doing since Mark Twain, you know, just like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, he took too much. Atti- and the, th- the thing is though, yes, he did want to make it about it, but also you're playing into his fucking ego. And that's what I didn't like it. I go, guys, you're doing exactly this guy. You fucking despise. You wake up like Next. 18 hours a day. Um, uh, you know, maybe you sleep, okay. 20 hours a day. Cause you're probably not getting much sleep. Cause you're just thinking about this fucking guy all the time. And I'm talking about like the late night show writers, the people that cannot log off of their Twitter anytime, the people that could not take their eyes off of this one fucking guy. And it's just kind of like, hey, and I want to say, okay, maybe he did help people realize that, you know, hey, maybe the president does have too much power and maybe Trump isn't, you know, maybe it's kind of like a little too late For you to realize that the president has too much power, you should have realized that decades ago. But, okay, if you're recognizing this now, but also, you are playing into what he wants. Because Trump, like, he's a fucking terrible human being, but he's very smart in the certain realms, like, in marketing, showmanship, media, not say even social media, like, People, oh, of people existed to reply to his tweets. He's great. And that's at, just fucking sad. He's
1: great at being a personality.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And these people he made their the per- and so many people made their personality just to fucking rail against Trump. Which I'm just like, guess what? That's not a personality. If he's if he's not a personality, you're not one either. And. I, I knew too many, and I'm maybe paraphrasing <laughs> someone, uh, kind of mimicking, copying someone I heard on podcast. It's like, and this was like a journalist type, and they're just kind of like, I know so many, I knew so many smart people who lost their fucking minds, and I kind of lost respect for who, over the Trump years, like he was their sole existence. And I, I kind of feel the same way, but about comedians I know to like literally everything he did or said they needed to comment on which I'm just like guys like if you if you don't like the president being the wrong guy according to you or like you you should have realized the, you know, one. I'm all about, hey, how about the president not that have that much power, and they only have so much power, right. and the real power are the decades long bureaucrats. But oh well, fuck that. That's just the deep state. They don't have any power. I'm just like, sure. no, that's where the power well,
1: like, is. Was the president's like anyways. previously, and even Biden now, it's like they know when to shut the fuck up. Mm. Like Trump was just covifi. Yep. He, was just, he was just Twitter all the fucking time. He could never shut his goddamn mouth. Like, really, what the president is is a fucking icon or like a, a figurehead. Yeah. Wields a pen. Um, Obama was very influential in the America in the ACA, Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, um, which he owned. Like, whatever the Republicans... Republicans are very, very good at rebranding shit and making it sound bad. Hmm. So, like, ah, uh, well, when a billionaire dies, maybe the inheritance should be taxed a little bit. Republicans will be like, let's call it a death tax.
0: Oh, yeah, because there's so, the estate tax on yeah. the left and the death tax on the right. Yeah. So yeah.
1: De- uh, so Democrats want to tax you for dying? No, no, no. Where'd you where you come up with that? Ah, ah, fuck it. But uh, well, if then just go uh, on to play devil's
0: advocate. If there is an income tax and that income was taxed along the way, and they die and they want to inherit it, that is double taxation.
1: Yeah. Okay. So cool.
0: But also, yeah. <laughs> but there you go. And that's one thing is like some people will be like, well, no, no, no. It's like, but also, if you, I want to be like, yeah, I don't care. Well, any well, which I most, respect that. Well, most people who
1: disagree with that would be like, well. With the quote unquote death, death tax, mm. are also thinking about their inheritance yeah, oh yeah,
0: yeah.
1: of a hundred grand or something from their
0: mom or dad. Which I don't even think is taxed to this day. No, it's not. Yeah. You that's the to, point. You have to go to, to me, the cl- class warfare. I'm just like, when people like, that's one thing I hate about class warfare is how people define class and everything. And this is a very, I have not thought this through, but also this is what there are. To me, it's not about you, you can be like, this is the cutoff for this, like, you know, like if you make this to this or this much to this much, this much to this much. I'm like, yeah, the, and, okay, yeah. you can't just cut off a certain amount and then everyone making above this is in this tax bracket. Cause then you, you create this artificial divide and then they, they want us to fight with the next people above us. No, no, no. I think the real again, and I have not thought this through. It's just <laughs> funny to me, and it could eventually be a stand up bet. To me, it's all about, you know what the real class warfare is? Is the commas. Uh. So (laughs) if you have a bank account and you have no comma, that's like, I don't for, you know, pulling all this out of my ass, that's like low, that's like uh, low Uh class. Or is it low class or am I? uh, Poverty. Poverty. yeah, Yeah, yeah. That's your lowest of the class. And if you have a comma, So, a comma is anywhere from 1,000 to 100,000. And if someone has $100,000 in the bank account, and I'm like, if that, and not even just bank account, if that's like all your assets combined, 100 grand, okay, you're not fucking rich. You're like, you know, hell, if someone owns a home, you're like, you know, again, I haven't thought this through. (laughs) But also, I think like if you have one comma, that's any, uh, actually, you know what? That's anywhere from a thousand to, wait, I did that wrong. That's anywhere up to a thousand to 999,000. But also, anyone that has that, you probably, I don't know, own a house or something like that. I think that might be What a be.
1: fucking weird concept. It is. Home Again, ownership. That's ah. also
0: why I, I preface all this with I have not. How thought dare anyone own a house? But then you add the second comma, that's your millionaire class. Cause then below that is your thousandaire class. Cause if somebody if somebody has a few hundred thousand, okay, they're okay, but some some shit can happen to where all, most of that's gone. Right. Yeah. So it's not like someone with three hundred grand in their bank account is sitting pretty. They're okay for now. They're not complaining about a whole a whole lot. Hell, if you have three hundred grand in your bank account and you have a one-bedroom apartment and no other like reliabilities, oh, be
1: fucking badass. That'd be great. Um, but, but, yeah. but also,
0: if you have three hundred grand in the bank account, God, you might have so a family scope. and kids and mortgage and some college tuitions to pay for. So I'm not saying you're. I'm. I don't want to throw the whole. Oh, you're just affluent and rich. I'm just like, you don't have their responsibilities. And do you have a t- college tuition for your kid you have to pay for and shit? I got you. Yeah. So I don't want to shit on the, the the, the comma class, so <laughs> because that's literally anywhere from a thousand, which ain't much, you know, five thousand, ten thousand, whatever. If you got up to almost a million dollars, you probably have some shit you got to pay for down the line. And then the uh, the two comma class. Okay, so the two comma class. That's Ba-ba-ba. where yeah. I'll start to uh entertain, you know, criticisms of rich people. Mm-hmm. But even if someone's got just single digit millions in the bank, okay, yeah, you're doing all right. But also it, it depends on what people If you have a bank account and there's 5 million dollars in there, that's fine. That's, you know, you're you're good for probably life. But also when people have quote unquote millions of dollars, regular ass people it's just our bank accounts. Right. But when you have like other assets that can fluctuate, and it's, to me, that's why I reserve some criticisms because I'm like, I don't know what it's like to be rich. And also, I don't, we have our, as being just lowly, lower middle class <laughs> schlubs of the world, we have our own problems. So, if you're rich as fuck and your rent and bills are taken care of, yeah, you don't even have I, to mow your own lawn. Yes, but I do believe what the fuck's that all if you're have? that rich, <laughs> you have a whole new set of problems mm. that we can't we might know about, maybe or maybe not, but we can't comprehend. We can't
1: afford those problems.
0: True, but also, <laughs> let's say you uh, own a business. But also, like, oh, if this stock goes too far down, or are the numbers aren't as good. I'm fucked and that's we both have stress stresses in our life that's why like I I I reserve my criticisms of the rich for the especially the three comma club now okay three now I say I say one band called it sorry again this has not been all the way thought out Five million dollars versus thirty million dollars, that's literally six times as much as the five million dollar guy. And I love the idea of someone with like ten million dollars getting looked down upon by someone with a hundred million dollars because that's ten I'm worth <laughs> ten times as you, you millionaire piece. You're piece of barely shit. <laughs> you are barely a millionaire in my eyes. You know, I love that even there's class warfare. And you can divide this up. Yeah. I just like the comma thing because everyone can knows what a comma in a bank account is. And, you know, like I brought this up. And I'm just like, yeah, I have a comma in my bank account. And someone's like, ooh, fancy. I go, I know, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> don't and have it, to you, brag. And
0: it's literally the difference between <laughs> 900 and and $1,000. Like that's, you know, not, I got more than $1,000 in my bank account. But that's the comma. I think, I think, I com- Com- comedy wise, sure. as a comedic point, and not again, I don't do comedy to make points about the world, it's just fun little things like the con like comma warf comma class warfare. I have a decimal in my bank account. There you go. Well, we yeah. all technically do, <laughs> even if it's negative, there's still the decimal in there, it,
1: it, it is negative, but uh, <laughs> decimals are are
0: pointless. And I have just, a massive
1: be broke as fuck any who is old
0: <laughs> but like and that's what's to me is even funny to think about it, just like you're you're barely millionaires or low-cost millionaires mm-hmm. hell someone with a hundred million dollars you're good for the rest of your life and generations preceding you uh versus someone with 600 million and I'm like so but that's just that's all the they but then you get to the three comma club mm. then the war, air, hand, gloves are off Yo, fuck you. Like, you can be the cool... uh, That's what I like about, like, I don't... That's why I think it's funny about Elon Musk. He's like, I'm the cool billionaire, and... I prefer my billionaires to keep their fucking mouth shut. And just like, if you were put on this earth to make money, <laughs> ah, do that. Because some people are just that inclined. Like some people can make great music. Some people can are really good at a certain skill craft. Sure. Some people are just born to, to crunch money. the numbers yeah. and to see trends. And hey, I didn't invent the fucking stock market, but I see how this shit can work. I see how it works and does it work, and I'm gonna put my money here. I didn't invent the uh, the put option, the shorting, whatever, but this is how the game's played, and it's just like fucking people playing poker and mm-hmm. playing the casinos, Yeah. and like so, so there are some people. It's and, formulaic, you know, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And there's some people put this earth that can just play these numbers games and can make a fuck ton of money. And maybe or maybe not, there's a greed element in there. And maybe these people are just kind of like, yeah, I gotta like, I don't like Warren Buffett. I do like how he still has the same like pretty like you go over to Lake Arlington, you're finding a house that like Warren Buffett still lives in to this day. Right. Yeah. I I like that. I don't like him being I don't mind him being that fucking frugal. and like He's not a showboating billionaire piece of shit. He's not like Bill Gates going out there and being like, I created software. Take this vaccine. It's just kind of like you're stepping out of your lane. Warren Buffett
1: also makes it a point to take care of his people. His children? Oh, wait. uh, No, no.
0: I think he cut them out.
1: (laughs) Well, as far as I've heard, like... Oh, no. I think that was Gates. It was like a secretary that was like Mm. getting nothing from a company that he owned ah yeah. and he was just flying through pretty much it was like, what the fuck she's making $11 an hour some shit no that's fucking silly everyone should be paid well yeah so like Warren Buffett I don't know and like I'm paraphrasing and this is definitely hearsay but he's not Jeff Bezos yeah like Bezos is firing people for taking piss breaks. Yeah, like, f-
0: and so fuck. I don't that. mind, and he doesn't. Add I'm not anything angry at the Buffets society. of the world. Yeah, like, fuck Jeff Bezos. Yeah, I'm angry at the Bezos of the world. There you go. Yeah. And why? Well, no, nobody will do that, but if you want to get after Bezos, we should start harassing your everyday Amazon drivers. But no one's going to do that because it's like, just well, they're the part of the shit out of That would be interclass warfare. I'm just like, well, you're never going to meet Jeff Bezos. I know so what you mean. So when you're at a gas station and an Amazon driver comes by, hassle him or something, that is extremely mean to say. But hey, hey! It's a bottom-up approach. You're not approach. going to burn down an Amazon warehouse. You're not going to do that. You're <laughs> never going to meet Jeff Bezos. You can make all the tweets you want about it's like, well, space can keep Bezos and all that. Yeah, do that. I don't care if you get a hundred thousand likes on it. I don't care. If you want to attack Amazon, then attack Amazon. Attack the drivers. <laughs> like it's. <laughs> I'm Hold sorry. Gunpoint. Take me to Jeff Bezos. <laughs> Take me to Bezos. We're going to fucking Seattle, asshole. I hope you got a company credit card, cause gas is gas is going up. It's going up, and I don't. Yeah. Uh, Guess what? Go. There's where's the vitriol for <laughs> Warren Buffett is from people that have a million dollars that may not like him saying anything. like something. Right. Like, he shouldn't say shit about Bitcoin or something. I'm like, well, no, Warren Buffett. He's a like I remember this thing I watched this documentary I watched I'm like he was as a kid he went to his like his local gas station, and looked in the fucking garbage can for bottle caps and from that what that was like on the ground market research for him as a kid he was just and he got all these bottle caps and he put them all out and he's like, oh people are buying a shit ton of Coca Cola, and then like years decades later he bought a fuck ton of shares of Coca Cola, because when
1: he was like. 20 or something yeah because he's
0: like motherfuckers like coca-cola and so i'm gonna buy that and guess what he's made a lot of money from that way of looking at things and to me i'm just like he didn't invent capitalism money he didn't do that he saw how the formula the form like and it didn't exist on a piece of paper it was in front we live in yeah and, and it's a system we've always lived we in it, yeah. of h- human beings needing things to, you know, we're, we're beyond where we need to survive. Yeah, and things can be hard for people. I get that. But we're literally sitting in air conditioning drinking beers right sure, now. Sure, so. yeah. We're sucking our own as a right kid, now. Oh, yeah, I wish. I just I didn't get the belly in front of me. But, like, he literally <laughs> got bottle caps. Like, what? Uh, he didn't need a, a madman to be like, this is what you need. No, he as a kid. He was just like, if people buy soda bottles in the glass bottles, they throw the caps in the garbage. Oh shit! The the caps are in the garbage. So he looked at the things in there. And he's like, "Oh, this is what people are buying." So I can make a nickel recycling. And he and, these he, and he probably fucking recycled them because like, he's a very frugal guy He knows when he can make a make a penny.
1: Motherfuckers, fucking love Coca Cola. Yeah. So here we go.
0: Yeah, and he drinks. Cher- and he likes- now
1: I'm a fucking name. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And, but he's not. He's never showboated it, and like, again, it's. I'm going he's off the documentary. Yeah, sorry. his wife would literally lay out to the fucking penny. Now this is just kind of like, dude, can't you hand him a five and just get the <laughs> change and throw it in mm. your throw it in your cup, throw it in your drink holder like the rest of us? He literally had the change set out for his McDonald's breakfast, and I was just like, what an old frugal piece of shit goober, dude. <laughs> so I but. See-
1: Tell you who the worst tipper I've met in my life hmm. Mark Cuban
0: really, yeah. That guy needs to, you know, the one good thing he did was 2011. Because, uh, like, from 2000, you know, the playoffs, 2006, you know, Mavericks playoff runs, he was always just this asshole in the stands, just yelling, it's just like, dude, we know you're the owner of the Mavericks, and, his and, jeans and is as hard it is to ref properly referee an NBA game. Cause that shit goes so fast Mm -hmm. and you can call so much, you know, referee error and all that, you know, I, you know, and then you have Tim Donaghy that, you know, a literal guy that's come out, you know, it's like I fixed games, you know, it's been like either actually judiciously or socially prosecuted for all that. So it's like, Hey, the one good thing that guy did 2011, he was in the stands, he cheered and everything he didn't, he shut the fuck up. (laughs) Yeah. And let the Mavericks play, did not, was not a voice, an owner of the team yelling at the rest from the, from the crowd because he saw how much, and they did get from fucked over lines, in 2006. Yeah. Dwayne Wade went to the line too much in, that, in those finals. But he shut the fuck up in 2011 and the Mavericks won a championship. And now he just doesn't know when to shut the fuck up, even about all this other shit. But that's crazy. He's a bad tipper that's is that something you saw firsthand
1: yes when uh so uh with my hockey team uh my high high school hockey team uh our fundraising was basically because it was club uh because uil was not gonna fucking do ice hockey (laughs) this is texas (laughs) yeah i'm saying yeah it's the most my parents said to both both my brother and i have a Man, you had to
0: be good at the
1: most expensive sport.
0: (laughs) It couldn't have been soccer, which you can play anywhere. Jesus Christ. You can put a pine cone where the sideline is and have a ball. Something that relies on grass or like a gym. now. You have to be, if you want this shit naturally played, we need to be in a certain latitude <laughs> where ice can form on a pond enough to where it's, you may not fall in. Oh, and that's just starting. Yeah. And now, you have to learn to ice skate. You now gotta keep you, gotta those, fucking, you gotta keep those razors sharp on the now ice Now you gotta skates.
1: wear boots with blades on them. <sighs> yeah. And...
0: Uh, uh, fucking suit of armor (laughs) essentially exactly
1: dude our jerseys cost $200
0: the jersey home and away jerseys you're talking about the jersey and not the pads that the jersey goes on are you talking about just the jersey oh yeah or just the jersey
1: your sweat and whatever
0: fucking pants you're wearing which I miss some kind of material but our
1: entire suit of armor so to speak yeah uh, oh no top to bottom top to bottom is about a grand
0: is that including the helmet and everything like You said top to bottom, ice skates to
1: to the helmets. But once my parents realized that we were pretty good at the sport yeah, and we were going to stick with it, dude, your skates are $800. Wow. Now, also, your stick is now about $300. Damn. And you're going to break that motherfucker. But dad worked for the stars.
0: Okay, that's right, yeah. You have and, a lot of you have a lot of uh, a lot of risk candy yeah. there, as the EDM kids would say. The risk candy, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the yeah. candy, yeah. yeah.
1: Mm, 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 but um, mm, mm. but it's all. Uh, what do
0: we got? Uh, oh yeah. What do you got? So got is big enough. God is big oh, enough. Uh, here we go. I
1: got this at a funeral.
0: Oh, just got is big enough. Okay, cool. Um, uh,
1: Transcendence, a trans nice. support group.
0: Oh, nice, nice.
1: I made this one with a special needs.
0: That's a nice pink, Friend. light pink, purple. Yeah. Uh,
1: she showed me how to do it, and I, I, and I oh, made okay. it.
0: Oh, nice. And you got Same. a red or orange, blue, purple one. Nice. And Dallas Stars.
1: And this is uh, another bracelet that I made with a camper. One of my special needs folks.
0: Oh, okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, the the hockey thing didn't even... I totally fucking crossed my... Didn't even cross my mind, but that's also... Yeah, um, a part of, uh, it's not like I've seen you play hockey, but you did, like, a it's so funny. It's like, it's so expensive. Your parents like, why? Why did like, you both have to be I could so see <laughs> Football, you can kind of play on your own flag-wise, and then, you know, you play in a school, and maybe some of that shit's provided by the school, and you can play. It. And football, it's complicated enough. You need to have all that shit together to play it for real. yeah. Baseball does have its things, but you can at least go to a batting cage and, you know, play catch with your dad or something like that. But it's like you can't play catch with the puck. That doesn't make sense. That might help the one time you can reach up and grab the puck and bring it down. But you literally need ice, skatable ice, the equipment. Yep. It is like basketball. They The city provides basketball. I'm saying it's shorts and a fucking shirt. Yeah, for ninety percent, and hopefully you have good enough <laughs> shoes. You know, maybe some high tops or whatever, and then you can go to the you can go to the park and find some dudes. Yeah, you can't just some you can, can just go to Fielder yeah.
1: Park and play a pickup game of hockey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and my brother and I would, man, we go to Minnesota for a month over the summer, like, just stay with a host family mm. and everything like and uh
0: we were at uh, the the Jorgensons or something well, yeah the hing ding bon ding but uh we
1: we were uh, we went to um peak performance in uh winona minnesota mm. and actually there was a super bowl commercial winona
0: rider was that Oh, of course, and, some basic like, ass what marketing f- guy. I yeah, like, I was like, "What, Winona? The f- where have I heard that before?" Get me Winona, white, right? <laughs> Dude,
1: there's like, it's a super small town, but there's Winona State University, and that's where our hockey camp was. Okay, and that's that. That was great experiences, man. Like, again, let me go back to how great my parents are. Like, they're just. Fantastic! They put us in everything that we could possibly want to do, and they paid for it. I didn't want to be an orchestra. <laughs> That's how it started. Was I was like, no, I don't want to fucking do this. You want to be a rock star violinist like, or whatever no, hot profession? you're gonna play. Come from there. Yeah, she's like, you know, no, you're gonna play something. Yeah, it's it's offered, so you're gonna do it.
0: Me and your dad are jonesing to go to recitals, and goddamn it, we're going to go to recitals.
1: For real, man. And then I ended up being pretty good at it, begrudgingly. (laughs) And then uh, they got, my brother and I got me a bass, got my brother a guitar, and my brother's a fucking shredder, man. He's really, really fucking good. Uh, And then the next Christmas, they got me a guitar and him Mm. a bass. Whatever, and then he ended up being really good at cello, and then he also ended up being really good at doing heroin. So <laughs> there, there was a little bit of a hiccup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, um, no, they, it, my parents have fostered everything, and we were both pretty good hockey players. My game was in my legs. His game was in his hands.
0: Oh, that's he, right, because you said you were a defenseman, right? Okay. That's right. Yeah. As little as I know about hockey. I, I love the intensity of hockey, especially playoff, overtime playoff hockey. Wow. So good. But when I watch a hockey game, I can't – just because I know so much about baseball and I, like – you can watch any football game and just be like, the, the guys to pay attention to are the quarterback and then who he gives the ball to. and then Essentially, yeah. But with hockey, like, I, you see ten guys – Skating around and then and then passing, but I'm like, I don't know who the I'm gonna pay attention to where I might be able to see the puck because it's so small and I don't have the biggest nicest Christmas TV yeah but also I'm like, I don't know who the star guy is and they're they're changing people out. And so I'm like I'm like I'll just watch I don't know who's who shift change like right on the fly, yeah. At least, and that's what I love about baseball is like, especially thanks to the announcers, I get to learn so much about who's pitching and who's hitting, who's currently hitting, because they have they need to fill up time, and you know they they'll give you some like odd background like where they went to college, like oh this guy's actually really good at this little thing, and you know like, he's a, sure. he's good at cooking, you know <laughs> they'll give you just they have to fill up time. That's all about baseball, like awesome. they have to fill up like three hours of time and they have to fill it in with all this bullshit. And like, I was talking to that guy down at the clubhouse. He was really into cooking brisket or some shit like that. But which is, you know, fascinating because someone told me this, like they said, maybe it was online, but one of my buddies said, he's like baseball, like baseball announcing were the first podcasts. And I was just like, huh, because I can listen to a three-hour podcast. It's got to be interesting enough for me to listen to three hours, like literally three hours straight. At least with baseball, you have you know, commercial breaks and all that. But you still, you don't know if there's anything going to last five minutes or 30 minutes, and you still, you know, the announcer still has to fill up that time. And uh, the old Dodgers, Vin Scully was really good, and he had a, he had a one-man booth. You know, yeah. just like, eh, and you know, the Dodgers You're, today are you know. You ever this. watched Brock Love it, love it so goddamn. Like, Next. if anyone made a show Jerry. for me, because I love Hank Azaria and I love baseball, yeah. And he already can and do Vince the Skullin. fucking baseball oh, announcer voice and cadence, so good. yeah. And the fact they even brought in is like fucking George Brett is here. You know, I'm just kind of like, I, you know, <laughs> I know who George Brett is, like. <laughs> And the fact that, and then it also had this eastbound and down fucked up quality, you know, True. of the characters, and I was just like, "This is amazing!" And, and they was address
1: so, substance abuse and all that, and I'm like, and ah,
0: they even brought yeah. him on the MLB <laughs> Network. Like, uh, it was like, uh, so last year, uh, when everything was just all askew, and before the MLB had its truncated sixty season game, uh, they were showing Korean baseball because Korean baseball was getting played. And they would have people like on Zoom calls just doing commentary. And they would have, because it was like the final season of Brockmire, they would have Hank <laughs> come on as, as, as Brockmire. Yes, and,
1: as Frank Brockmire. Yeah.
0: Oh, and it was, oh, man. And I, I've always loved the baseball cadence, the announcer cadence. And like Eric Nadel, like I've loved that the Rangers mm-hmm. have. It was crazy. I had no idea he, was, he got inducted to the Hall of Fame. Like, that's what was just kind of like, he's a Hall of Fame announcer, and he's still like, oh, apparently announcers, you know, obviously you can go on for a long time. It's like, oh, you're in the Hall of Fame now, but you're still working. It's like, yeah, I'm still working. I'm uh, I'm good yeah. at this. I'm cognizant. Well, uh, uh, yeah, <laughs> I know no what's shit. Going on. Like,
1: once they're in it, they're in it.
0: Yeah. yeah. And there's still like, uh, like the Mavericks radio guy, I think it's uh, Chuck Cooperstein. Like, he's really good. I he did- can tell you what's going on, and he gets really excited, too. But he's also very fair. And, you know, I hate when people are too homery and then sure yeah, there's Homer some calls are hawk harrelson of the chicago but, white Sox but, would get mad when his team lose i'm just like you're not a professional but,
1: but i live and die by the ticket
0: like, okay yeah, yeah
1: them's my boys mm.
0: oh yeah and they're like the one radio station that gave that even acknowledged like hockey existed yeah and they i think they even found that the one one they're kind of like punk rock It's is kind of like they, how they started as little as i know about that there's kind of like We're start. There's already a couple of like You know sports radio here And it it's also like but, but we also love hockey So we're going to talk About hockey We're going to talk to People on the stars Oh yeah They Because they, everyone's ta- Everyone talks about the Cowboys And DFW Sports Radio That's ad nauseum They talk about the Cowboys Sure And then yeah. the Mavericks Especially in the last Like 20 years They talk about the Mavericks
1: well, but it's And the like Rangers If they're good The ticket is like How you Talk to your buddies yeah yeah, you know, It's not Which I, I not see the dick I, I see can
0: YouTube. be good But also Can be For someone like me That I mostly listen to Whatever sports radio station Had the Rangers on there Because I was just like Sure Maybe they will have on The Rangers manager I can learn some Rangers info And I like the ticket But To me it's a double edged sword Where it's just like Talking to your buddies Kind of a thing mm. Where if you're it, it's like, if you're in it, or you if you're in the buddy circle, yeah. you get it and it's entertaining. But for someone like me, it was hard to be like, what the fuck are y'all talking about? <laughs> <laughs> or, or you're just not adapted to the personalities. Yeah. And if you really like the personalities, you can tune in anytime and go along with what they're saying. But with someone like me, I'm just kind of like, I don't know what the fuck you're saying. Why are you guys laughing? Or, you know, yeah, it's
1: like meeting a new friend group.
0: kind of, You know, yeah And if they're well, not if they this not, guy And again right? your radio You don't know who's listening or not But also it's just kind of like It feels like you built a wall It's just kind of like Well if you're not in it by now Then you're just not going to begin it And for me I'm just kind of like Well I don't care You know Fine. I'm just, I want to listen to Ranger games on the radio anyway So you know But you know They at least were kind of like Well we got the hockey market cornered We'll play the Stars games which to me, it's like listening to like a radio game, a hockey game on the radio is like hockey or is like basketball on the radio. I'm just like, yeah, at least with basketball, they're scoring every once in a while. But hockey, I'm just kind of like, yeah, I, I'm hearing it. I, there's all these names I don't recognize. And then if they score and for a split second, and, I forget and which and team scored. And a random
1: European guy sends it around. Yeah. <laughs>
0: As well, with hockey, uh, it's it's got to be visual with me. It's just I'm like I gotta see what's happening, and I've come to appreciate thanks to sports, like your modern day high def TVs, because then you can really see shit, and I can really see the puck. Did you ever watch a so game
1: small. with the with the blue chip that they,
0: they the, used to like have what they it? did with the All Star games? It's like oh,
1: now that was kind of cool.
0: Recently, uh, at least going back like. Twenty something or twenty fifteen years. Yeah, yeah. So they'd have yeah, like that, a blue highlight. Cool. They'd have a blue highlight on the on the puck, on the puck and the skates. And then when they hit it really hard, they were able to add in some kind of fire graphic, or that at least was, a, at
1: least an orange. That was silly. Yeah. Hey. But yes.
0: As 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 someone that a rudimentary hockey fan like me, I was just like, ah, oh, cool, because it was like you're playing the video a video game. Right. Yeah. Or watching a video
1: game, it's like beep, 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 like you hit a corner, like um, like ski ball or something. Yeah. like boom, 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 yeah. boom. That's where it went. Now uh in like the nineties, I think Fox Sports had they put a chip in the puck, oh, so like that, okay. it was, it was just rad. this blue trail behind it. Okay,
0: yeah, yeah. and uh, excuse me, no, um. Uh-uh. My buddy Regis opened a podcast with, like, a bunch of burps or something like that. I'm just fucking like... Fucking
1: A, let's go. I'm like... But, you, not, yeah. <laughs> but like... Uh, i would be
0: like, dude, the, you, you're as old as I am. Come on. <laughs>
1: like, every now and then, I'll go back and watch, like, highlight reels of old heads mm. in hockey. And, like, oh, Timu Solani, fucking ring her off the bar. And then, oh, that, that game was covered by Fox Sports and... Like you can see it rattle around in the net, mm. but there's like a trail of blue behind it. So that's how people like they were trying to get people to see the puck. Yeah, All that. which is
0: great for me. Is little because I'm like I don't know any of these names. I'm like, is Wayne Gretzky playing? And then being uh. being a DFW, kid, I'm like, is Mike McDonald playing?
1: <laughs> Do you know how good Wayne Gretzky was?
0: I've I've watched some videos and I I kind of. Comprehend it, but he please could have, continue. He
1: could have never scored a goal, and still be the all-time leader in points.
0: So points also includes assists. Yes. So okay. The last as, two as points guys. points include anything else. So you score a goal yourself, you get a point. But if you assist on a on a goal, you get a point. Yes. And that's how you get points. There's nothing else, right? Right. Okay. So
1: like, uh, so say that. You pass the puck to me, I pass the puck to Emily, and Emily scores. Okay. Then we all three get points.
0: Really? Okay, so... It,
1: she gets the goal, but on the end of the score sheet, it's a point for each of us.
0: So unlike basketball, an assist goes like to the previous pass, too. So it's like, I pass to you, you pass to that person, that person scores. There's three points right. awarded Yeah. to the pass. Okay the basketball as far as i know it's like i pass to you you shoot and score like you shoot like you don't even like take a step or a dribble you gotta you gotta fucking shoot it's assist to point so anyway that's a note we have one audience member it is uh, emily who uh, who partied with seth last night and helped him this was not supposed to happen today but then uh seth replied back a couple hours later after saying he couldn't make it to saying, you know what? Fuck it, I'm gonna make it. Cause you were at a uh, a baby shower last we night. We were
1: showering in babies. Ah, yes. oh,
0: showering in babies. At, yeah. uh,
1: or we were supposed to. That
0: sounds like some deep, dark, occult shit. So, yeah. uh, which I, I I thought you were a Christian, so I I, I don't know what to. I about thought I was too. I, I, apparently, I'm just not <laughs> I'm not up to date <laughs> on modern religions.
1: But, <laughs> but no, it was a, it was a very good time. Um, very hungover drive back. Hmm.
0: Uh, from met, Midlothian Midlothian, you said, yeah which is uh, a, a very out of the way town that I I only know about one because it exists but and it's like <laughs> south <laughs> of Southish of where we're at also my jobs had me work out there a couple of times but also I remember going to when I first got into like hardcore shows that there was at least a band or two a like christian metal band or two from midlothian like a town this small produced an entire band that's competent to play a very specific genre such as christian metalcore yeah
1: i was going to say that's
0: that that's pinpoint specific yeah but also i don't know why christian band, why I wouldn't a band, band from midlothian that's playing any kind of metal Any kind of metal Just call your band Midlothian Because that sounds like some epic bible shit Like like Leviathan Like Leviathan, Midlothian That just sounds like a list of Biblical fantastical Midlothian. creatures That sounds like one of the Fantastic creatures of Harry Potterville Or whatever <laughs> Whatever the fuck that shit is I, I haven't seen the new ones I, I just don't care uh, nah, it's just another I religion tried. to me, but.
1: Cheers, Pam. Cheers, man.
0: So when's the, when's the, uh, when's the last time you played hockey? I, on an amateur I, level, of course. I was,
1: about, yeah, I was about to join a team and then COVID <laughs> fucked up everybody's good time.
0: Um, it seemed to mess with some people and some things. But I, mean, I, don't, I don't get it. But okay.
1: The last time I was on a team was when I blew my ACL. So it's been since I've. Oh, was that
0: the the actual... sports injury thing? Was that a sports injury, or are we talking the? Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, that was a sports injury. Because there was the the famous incident at oh, least geez. between us. The parking lot. Of you, this. So I think I got the the story here. Fill me in in a second if I don't. It was so it was winter, mm-hmm. and it had fr- a rare event uh, oh. in Texas, DFW at least where it had iced on the ground and you had gone to a not even a major chain gas uh, station yeah. and the person before you in line had left their debit card like in the slot yep in so the it was slot in the yep. and you being the, the helpful the helpful citizen that you are you're like oh this lady left her card there i'm going to go give that to her before she drives off and has to go through the whole thing to come back and get it and you went out in the parking lot with some and urgency. With what? Urge, with, with urgency. Urgency. And Cause I she want was to say, about to leave. Yeah, and probably just because of uh, how the ice had formed and where the sun was at at the time. Oh, I, I, I'm just predicting that there was still some ice because probably the, the shadow just primarily probably stood in the park and stayed in the parking lot area so that I protected ice had, the ice. Exactly. Yeah. And you went out just to give this lady her debit card. And then slipped on the ice and royally fucked up one of your legs.
1: Yes. I um, was intending to return a debit card to a fellow patron. And um, just painting a picture, my right heel hit. So I was stepping off of the sidewalk Mm -hmm. into the parking lot. uh, And it hit a patch of ice. And my right heel went straight out from under me. And my left knee came down at a 90 degree angle and it popped my kneecap in half. And it hurt a lot. It was terrible. Matt was with me. Mm. (coughs) And he says that he saw me. Walk across the parking lot and drop out of sight. And I didn't say it, and he didn't see me get up. And then he heard me fucking screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Impossibly painful. Oh, God. Oh, dude. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. Uh, Oh, oh, God
0: damn. I remember you posting about that and all the eventual, like, eventually you got, you lawyered up, got, you know, Settlement and everything We I remember us meeting up Having some conversations You're still like in The Bracer or cast Or whatever you had And then you talk about All the things you had to go through You know To get Just uh, Just And what <laughs> Talk about some fucking Just shitty fucking karma It's like <laughs> All I wanted to do Was to give the Like You could have just not done it And then they That person would have been like Oh I left the thing And you know She may have Was she already in her car? Yeah now, it, and okay, at that point she may have driven back home or something, and then realized, and Mamie then we
1: she, Now she called the ambulance for me, so so
0: there you go, solid. So
1: Matt, Matt came up and was like, "Holy! Sh- it was a compound fracture, bro." Mm. Like my for the fans. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna show you this X-ray. There was a there was a piece of bone about the size of my the the top of my pinky mm, here okay. poking through
0: like my the god, skin
1: my goddamn skin oh
0: yes. oh that's not where it's supposed to be oh gross it's like your knee bone and i see so those two pieces are above supposed to be one piece, one piece. And that's your kneecap. Uh-huh. But instead, so what I'm looking at is an x-ray but of your knee slightly lot bent. Said no. Slightly bent. And there's like a piece they both look like ice cubes. One's yeah. on top of the knee. Uh, one's yeah, below the yeah, knee. You can see that. And there's supposed to be one. Correct. And that is. That's the disgusting. one that's. Poking through the
1: skin. I'm calling that
0: disgusting, and it's an x ray, and there's no real life detail to it. <laughs> but, oh.
1: dude. Well, there's your problem right there. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, Oh, that's so bad. Anywho, oh. I remember cold. that being like a whole fucking thing for you. Oh, God.
1: Yeah, man. Just... I also, hey, hey,
0: and you up done... top, bro. Yeah.
1: Just hit my hand. Okay. I did that. I, I often forget how long I've known you.
0: No, dude, it's been a while.
1: And I really appreciate
0: all thanks to this awfully run burrito chain that is still <laughs> okay it's still i i ate at one in hearst like a few months ago because uh, i went and did my buddy's podcast and he was in North northern hills so i was just like all right got off work i need some dinner got there like decently healthy shit not when I worked there, because it was just constant cups of beans, rice, and meat, and queso. Oh, dude. And I was just yeah. stress eating. There was a time where our GM, motherfucker Blair, went <laughs> out of town. And I was just like, I barely, I just got promoted, and you're going out of town now? Okay. And then, so, that whole week, I did not have one solid shit. Because I was just <laughs> stressed the entire time, when, in like in grace. retrospect, no. I should have just like, I wish I could have been cool, like, you know, cool minded enough to be like, whatever, fuck this shit. It's not any big deal. But I was like, fuck me for treating it seriously. And, you know, I realizing I have, I got more good management experience from booking comedy shows than I did from being a shift manager at a Managing free break.
1: comments comments comics sounds yeah. fucking exhausting.
0: Like, I, that would be better to, you know, pitch at a job interview of just kind of like, oh, you're a shift manager of Freebirds. I go, you know what's going to be better? I'll tell you about managing comedy shows. Like, there are some comics I know that are really funny, but also kind of irresponsible on the owning a car front. So what I'll do, <laughs> this comic lives in Denton. What I'll do is book another comic in Denton, who I know is good, competent, everything, but I know for sure they have a car. So... I won't even tell them, hey, I, I, I'll tell that comic, hey, uh, also I hit up this person. But I will let them know that I've booked someone that lives near you that has a car. That way they will hit up that person about getting a ride to my show. So pending like a car accident or something, both of these comics will show up at the exact same time. Because <laughs> I know like I know one comic doesn't have a car. <laughs> like, Because I know these people... <laughs> That's how good I am at managing things and then you know blah 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 running a show I have public speaking experience hire me blah whatever whatever uh, haven't had to do a job interview in a long time thank God but yeah thank but Christ. I you know I yeah. kind of want to go on a job interview so I can pull the whole I've managed comedy shows you know I do state of comedy but also I've booked and managed shows uh, and be able to throw that in there be like hey here's why I'm at- qualified for this job. Hire me When I work at
1: MHMR I'm definitely going to take your Resume if you Decide to And go to the supervisor And be like He's the guy (laughs) 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 He definitely knows how to deal With retarded people
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hey The money is right I'll do stand up for anybody Maybe not organically
1: (laughs) But he's got
0: it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate the reference. Yeah. How are we feeling? Oh, we're at two hours and twenty minutes. I'm cool to wrap this shit up if you are, man. Okay. I'm good with it and I I really yeah. appreciate Well, it's good to see you again, it, man. It is, yeah, it is great it's to see you. It's been really,
1: yeah. really long
0: time. It has. And so, uh, a proper hangout.
1: Yeah. Oh, this is, this has been fun, and thanks thanks for bringing me Hey, on.
0: if you buy podcasting equipment, you can force people to hang out with you. And if you know the right people and the right awesome places, you can do it at a place like Dr. Jekyll's Beer Lab in Pantego, Texas, where... You know,
1: 76013.
0: There you go. Wait, what's, what's the street name then? Park Row? Is that... Uh, the intersection... Of, oh, wait, that was the zip code you for, said. Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Park Row and Bowen. There you go. Pentigo, Texas. Across from the Aldi. 1420. 1420. <laughs> 1420 Park Row Drive. Because you did. Pentigo, Texas. You did work here. You also worked here. I did.
0: Uh, like a couple of years ago.
1: I, I did indeed.
0: Which is uh, great for you because uh, you like beer and you, I like, sure you know enough it. about beer to pour it and tell people about it. And. And to roll with bar conversation, but in this in this case, so sitting down, you're on the other side, standing up, and making money. Uh, but also, this place like it's not a high volume like dive bar place where it's just like come in for some cheap. There's no liquor here, so if you're gonna get fucked up, it's no gonna liquor. be on some on some pints of good beer. Yeah, which is it's good v- for the people selling
1: it. And it's a very very good like. Low-key hang. It is. So oh, you, it totally is. So, like, if you want to go get some beer and you don't want to deal with fucking dickheads, yeah. this is the place. Dr. Jekyll's Beer Lab.
0: And if you want to nerd out and actually talk about beer, which is fine for me for a little bit, but after a certain point, I could care less. Uh, go to a bre- like you can go to a brewery for those conversations. Sure. Here you can still have those conversations, but also you're at a really cool hangout spot with no TVs, which is a bold move that I very much respect. There might be, there could still be one TV that like there was one here, but all it did was flip through the menu, and maybe future events, maybe. Right. But it wasn't on any anything, which. I love it's it's a I uh, it pains me to say it. it's a throwback to the <laughs> way a lot of bars were. Yeah, plenty of bars had, you know, like your shitty tube TV with the, the fuzzy baseball game on or something. But here it's like you come here to drink good beer and have a conversation. Yeah. And they they got the right guys here. Maybe maybe one of the bartenders Nathan plays too many of the top hits of the grunge Seattle area. I wish Nathan would get in. Like, dude, you know, Soundgarden has things besides Black Hole Sun, <laughs> and the other, other four top, the other four of the top five that Spotify has, go deeper into the catalog. Right. Maybe yeah. hey, maybe play go some to, Melvins. Go to
1: Sunshine's <laughs> jukebox.
0: Yeah. See what you I, like, I like Nathan because he worked at. Uh, also, it's no longer in existence, but a great shout out to New Main Brewing. Yes. That was also in Pantego, which was just down the way on Pioneer. Who and if I can, if he's ever in town, or if somehow I'm near San Marcos, where I think I want to talk to David Clark on uh, this, because he was a great dude. Great dude. Yeah. 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 And Wonderful who had a brewery man. called New Maine was down the street. Uh, just had a love of brewing. He hired uh, your buddy, uh, your really good buddy, and my buddy AJ. AJ. Who you know Mr. Was, Hoffman. Yeah, exactly. Uh, who Anthony James Hoffman. Oh, there you go. Uh, who helped you know, it was David's like brewer apprentice, I guess. Yeah, it, it was the head brewer there. Um and New Maine was their baby. They had some okay. good they had this pecan lager that I really it was Pecan wow. something. But that one was really good. And I was like, maybe one of their staple ones. And they they didn't like, they brewed some good shit. A lot of these places fuck around and do too many IPAs, which I am not a fan of IPAs. And just uh, Seth Seth doing the jack off motion, which I wholeheartedly agree with. Very
1: suggestive. I did a comedy show
0: at a brewery that pretty much only made IPAs. I have four of those motherfuckers, but it took me like 30 minutes to drink each one. And luckily, it was a long show with no. It was forty-five degrees outside and forty-five degrees inside. So whatever, I had time to kill to warm up. Yeah. But oh yeah, and it was a great place, a great spot that I, I I ran some comedy shows at. They had like a bigger area uh, for bigger events, a smaller area that was great for comedy shows, a backyard, plenty of parking, uh, and that was a great place. They and they had their beers here, and I said they, yeah. they were a, they were a good example of what could be. In a place like Arlington, which a lot of people are just like, I hate this place. I got to move out of here. <laughs> i like, whatever, you're just, yeah. I think a lot of these people, it's like the same people are just like, don't know that town. The cops are dicks. I'm just like, well, hey, were you speeding one time and got pulled over? Yeah, and they gave me a ticket. I'm just kind of like, hey, I'm not a fan of speeding tickets either, but I, the rules aren't a fucking secret Just drive the speed limit, and chances are you don't get a ticket. I'm sorry you got one. I'm not pro speeding ticket, but also uh, I don't go anywhere in a hurry, so I don't get speeding tickets because I don't like doing extra things like paying for something or doing community service. Yeah, fuck that. But when someone shits on a city, I just don't. I think it's a very narrow-minded thing to say. I'm just kind of like, really? And pick any city. There's probably plenty of shit to do you're probably just lazy (laughs) and you're like, I only want to do really specific, cool things. (laughs) And this town that exists in nowhere doesn't have awesome bands coming through. I'm just like, you know, that's a specific thing. And bands have to go on tour to play to their audience. I'm sorry. They can't come to your city of 5,000 people and draw a 10% of them to go see a show. But (laughs) (laughs) I hate when people complain about a city and never move out of it because I'm just like, you need to move to the big town, big city to where you get raped through rent. <laughs> you, you get you get your wallet raped through rent cause, and then you're surrounded by all the cool shit you want to do, but you'll just complain I you were it's expensive. Stop at raped Maybe I like, uh, but it's like i I lived in Arlington for probably a third of my life now. I think it's just fine because it's just fine. We're also in DFW, which it's is a very I think unique place in America, if not the world. Yeah. It's very very interesting, very diverse if you know where to find it. Fucking, I don't think a lot of people know, hey, Arlington has a Vietnamese section. Yo, yes we do. It's all like New yeah, York man. Park Road, that area. New like York and literally area. Uh, an area is named after Pioneer, yeah. after named Uh, There's an area named like a like a like pioneers like technically a highway, but there's a part of it named after a Vietnamese person. No
1: one speaks a lick of English, but they're gonna get you the best noodles you've ever yeah
0: had in your life. They have a picture and a number. They know they need the white man's money, and they're gonna be like, yeah, they're like, yeah, let's go. They have a Vietnamese section. Like I've walked around in that like that one shopping mall that has like that traditional Vietnamese like arch like an arc. arc. Yeah, that represents the architecture of that area, but like an arc, and I'm just, and I walked, I was just going on walks like last year. I walked by, there's like a plaque you can read that tells you the context of why that's there, and I'm just like, I don't think a lot of people, and that's just indicative of DFW. Like, yeah. uh, like I lived in Euliss for a little bit, uh, and I was actually in Denton working one time, and a guy told me why there's so many Tongans uh-huh. in Euliss. And that's just because that's where, like...
1: Because they want to win football games.
0: That's just a happy side effect. But it's <laughs> like, apparently a lot of Tongans moved to U.S and it was like a f- couple of families or something, and then if they moved to America, they all kept moving to U.S Because there's even, like, a couple of specific Tongan churches enough tongans and eulas to facilitate an entire church or two
1: i'll tell you the fucking hardest that i've ever partied was with (laughs) lao okay lao folks okay yeah so my brother my my father one in
0: high school named bruce
1: (laughs) yeah my my father and i decided to get back into hockey and well my my dad never played hockey until My brother and I decided okay, that yeah. we would play it. So it's not like I'm from...
0: A hockey A, a hockey... Yeah, fi- yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. And you notice that I say hockey because, <laughs> like, we'd go up north. We'd spend our summers up there for camps and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Any
0: whoozle.
1: Um, but, like... Uh, where the fuck was I going with this?
0: North, hockey, family. Correct. Hockey.
1: Back here. The way you
0: say hockey. Is there a reason? Something. It's because you're up north they say it that what way you, or something? What
1: were you saying just before that? Oh,
0: I'm talking about Vietnamese people. Tongans. Right. Okay. Lao. So,
1: yeah. Lao. lao ocean so, I think. Yeah. yeah lao So we were just getting back into playing, and our organizers, our team organizers, Lao, mm. and they invited us to one the it's like they celebrate the death day
0: okay yeah
1: of people like so for like five years after they die and they go fucking ham Mm. incredibly also lao new year in mckinney in the mid-cities area Bro, fucking get all your shit. Like, make peace with your God before you go party with these fucking Because you dudes. might meet them. Yeah. Like, dude, it's just outrageous. Briefly. Outrageous. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, no. Uh, Jesus Christ. Uh, reeling it back into the uh, eclectic nature of the mid-cities and whatever. So, I ended up playing hockey with some dudes. Who? From Laos?
0: Yeah. Wow. Straight up Lao. You never know, because hockey's just historically been like a Canadian, somewhat maybe American, but heavily Russian, Northern European thing.
1: Two years ago was the first time that uh, there was not a greater presence of Canadians in the National Hockey League. Oh,
0: okay.
1: It was the first time it was no longer over 50%.
0: Oh okay, good because they, they come off kind of weak to me because right. <laughs> they don't they don't give their government uh, government enough shit. So they're they're too nice. <laughs> yeah. Which if someone's too nice, probably means they're a pushover. And there's literally curfews still going on in Canada now, which is kind of like, hey guys, I don't think you're that. Mm, you're 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 a part of North America. Um, you're not in name only. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Like, uh, you have a tenth of the amount of people we do. You're probably not short on vaccines. Half of your country is. Why are y'all still acting like COVID's the apocalypse when most of America's is kind of like, you know, of course, different states agree and have been doing certain things, but it's just kind of like, you are little, like, Quebec, why are you telling people to go home at nine? Like, (laughs) <laughs> we tried, th- like, that was, like, fall of last year for us. Dude, for real. We did that for, like, two weeks. So like, and that no. didn't work because it's just kind of like, hey, that's not how viruses do things. It's about people getting together. Like, God damn it. Canada's yeah. lost a lot of money. Still pump out some really good comedy. Uh, <laughs> like, your letter Letterkenny's of the world and shit. Oh, and uh, oh, historically, yes. your, your kids in the halls and all that. But uh, as a society, course. you guys have become kinda of weak. Yeah, fuck it up. Uh, and it's just like the whole the whole stereotypical nice Canadian thing really you really shot yourselves in the foot and you really put your dick in your own asses when it came to something like COVID, which gave governments all the rights in the world to literally destroy businesses. Do whatever the fuck they want. I'm and exactly sure. do and I hate how a lot of people don't seem to mind all that. I'm just like, guys, uh you hate when government like I I'm always wary of gov I'm not a government guy. I know. And, but also I'm like, Oh wait, like, and I haven't been that way since nine 11 where it's just kind of like, Oh, terrorism's around the corner. Give us all the emergency powers you want. So ever since that 20 years ago, I'm just kind of like, you give the government an emergency, you give them powers forever because they don't give it back. And then you have the whole COVID thing. I'm just kind of like, Oh, we're going to be fucking lucky if we're able to stop the government from doing anything, but that was just kind of, and then we, we have, you know, varying degrees of that here, but like Canada is just kind of like, Oh, well, if that's what you think. Okay. Then do that. I'm just like, gosh, you, you are <laughs> okay. Canada. Like your government will not let you come to America. Like that is how fu- they won't let you go from one province to another now in June of 2021, because you are some spineless pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> You do not even have fans at your playoff hockey games. If you Canucks, do, yeah. if you do, they're first responders. From them like, uh, dude, like, have you seen our well, baseball well, and, and NBA playoff? Well, dude, I was gonna say it's fucking wild. Have you seen Vegas the, going off the chain, baby?
1: Fucking crushing it. And guess
0: what? Enough people, you know, have come around to. Well, I guess it's, I guess the pandemic's over. Like that's how that's how we do it in America, baby. And we want to enjoy our playoff sports. Yeah, man. And, I, can't like, even, I can't even watch a playoff hockey game that's in a Canadian stadium because I'm just like, it's like watching that shit last year. Canadian, like, Canadian
1: Stadium, band name called it.
0: All right, enough. <laughs> uh, it's better to get angry at the end of a podcast than in the middle because, uh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I've gone off. I'll probably do plenty of ranting on this, the, but the, I don't want to sideline my conversations with my own personal beefs with particular countries. Such as Canada. And, uh, and you don't want the Canadian. And if I Rangers go there, if if I ever get to uh, get to Canada, it'll probably be Toronto or uh, Vancouver. And There's that's three ba- Mounties outside, and that's in the barely, <laughs> and that's barely Canada. And we should annex those parts. Like, give us Toronto. You can keep Montreal. <laughs> right. We don't want any dirty French here. You can keep everything, but we'll take Vancouver because that's basically just Vancouver. Diet cool. Seattle yeah. or Super Seattle? Who knows? Whatever, whatever <laughs> it is. Uh, but all right, man. Thank are, you, we, uh, are we wrapping this up? Yeah, let's wrap this bitch up. I got Brian, a, I got a birthday dinner to go to. My dear hey. friend, Seth. Uh, Love you buddy. You you are the best thing about when I moved to Arlington. Besides like, yeah, you know, again, not this is not including my girlfriend, you know, sure. who lived in Arlington, I moved in with, but just working at a restaurant, getting fed up, and seeing that a free was opening up like a three minutes from my house and I was just like, you know, Freebirds seems like an easy place for me to work at and then I made a, a longtime buddy out of you, man. Yeah, put it there again. Thank you so much, Attaway kid. And I hope I—I I personally didn't. I maybe learned a little bit here. Uh, we've talked about some of the subjects, but I, we dived into all the things that made me want to have you on this. And you're—you're you're part of the reason. You're one of the many reasons that I, I want to do the podcast the way I did, interviewing people I think are very interesting. Thank you, and also friend. a good hang too. I appreciate yeah. it, brother. Well, thank you, man. Yeah. No, you're good, dude. No,
1: no, no, don't oh, do, oh, fucking oh, no, I'm cut not this off yet. yet. Oh, God. I'm not oh, done God. sucking your dick. Oh, man. oh man. <laughs> okay. Now, you you're you're balls. a fucking solid ass dude. I've always Thanks, thought man. the world of you, man. You're a really, really, really genuinely good person. And uh, I was honored that you uh, even thought of me to come onto this adventure. Oh, of course, man. So, shake my hand again. Oh, yeah. One more time. Yeah. That, that's three. All right. Okay. So now you can shut it off. Right.
0: We off. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I'll have a good night.